2: Fight fans, you are listening to a Rattledge and Broadcasting Network alternative commentary for UFC 272 Covington versus Masvidal. Uh, Former friends, bitter enemies, good friends, better enemies is what they called the a Shawn Michaels pay per view back in the day. I am, Friendly says the kids say, <laughs> yes, I am joined by Are You Ready to Rattledge? otherwise known as the Lasby Bomb. Daniel hey Las- Double duty, Daniel Lasby. That's what I'm going to call you. Last night, he and I worked the uh, ESPN card, Jose Pedraza versus Jose Ramirez. And tonight he's back again because he couldn't get enough of this alternative commentary action. What say you, Mr. Lasby? Listen, here we
3: go. I just watched the last of that prelim. It was a murder. and uh, So this is either going to be the longest night or the shortest night, depending oh. on where this goes.
2: Well, one of our good friends is uh, already joined us, Mister Pat Mullen of the History of Boxing podcast that he does with me, uh, and some other podcasts as well. So, howdy, Pat! I'm glad you're here. He'll be keeping us in line. To, you know, we get we get too we get too off the beaten path here. Pat's going to put us put us in check.
3: Listen, that's fair. I'm, I've
2: I've rattled off down a rabbit hole or two in my time. I'll take it. <laughs> um, he will. Uh, we if he doesn't like our scores he will let us know so I'm, happy okay. I'm here. <laughs> all right so let's go over the main card while well, we're actually still into like the opening music video to start the show here so we have a little bit of time before the first fight enters the cage uh on the early prelims card on ESPN plus we had uh dustin jacoby who defeated michael something polish in a unanimous decision at light heavyweight we had uh ludwig Klein defeating Devonte Smith by a split decision and the flyweight division. We had Tim Elliott defeating Tagir Ulan uh by decision. And then at featherweight, we had Umar Namagomedov defeating Brian Keller uh, by submission, rear naked choke in the first round on the prelim card, <clears throat> kicking things off, uh, Marina <clears throat> Marov defeated Mariah Agapova by submission in the second round. We move on to light heavyweight here. Oh, all these crazy names, Daniel. This is, this, is... <laughs> this is how we get you on your toes, man. Uh, indeed. Uh, Nikolai uh, ne- Nikolai something Russian. Um, <laughs> 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 defeated Kennedy something uh, Nezhukwu. Sure, split decision. Uh, Marina Rodriguez. <laughs> I hate this. Listen, I will bring in the pronunciation
3: cheat sheet for the next one of these. I'll be all ready for it.
2: There you go. We're gonna we're gonna hold hands and walk over that pronunciation bridge together, as Jesse Starcher says. Uh, he uh, Jalen Turner defeated Jamie Malarkey uh, TKO punches in the second round, forty six seconds into the second round. Oh, so, it was ugly. On our main card tonight, we kick things off with heavyweight action. We've got Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy. At welterweight, we have Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. Ooh, these names I know. <laughs> Featherweight, we have Edson <laughs> Barboza, who hopefully will give us yet another one of his patented uh, spinning heel kicks that knock people into left field. I like that. Taking on Bryce Mitchell. Um, and in the co-main event at catchweight, we have Rafael Dos Anjos versus Renato Maissano. And then finally, we have uh, Colby Covington who wants to make America great again versus the bad MFR himself, Jorge Masvidal. So let's start there, Daniel. Uh, You've looked at Colby Covington and his storied past. We've looked at uh, Jorge Masvidal. How do you see this one playing out?
3: Uh, Listen, I think Masvidal can win this with a knockout. I think that uh, Covington's a little bit arrogant. I think he's a little bit mouthy, which can work out in your favor if you're somebody who can back it up all the time, but... He's number one right now. Covington's number one, right? Uh, He's the top maybe? rank, I think. I think uh, I could you're right. I think yeah, Masvidal's six and Covington's one. So, mm-hmm. but I'd love to see Mosbado move up. I think he can. Uh, I think he can close the gap there.
2: Pat. Uh, Pat commented that I need to work on my phonetics. <laughs> 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 I should probably figure out who's fighting more than two minutes before I start the live stream. Oh come said, on, it's so good. I listen. I bring you guys on to do the homework. I'm just here to drive to, to drive the boat. You got um, the so you, you got it there somewhere. <laughs> I need everyone to fight Tom versus Steve. That's how. Okay. <laughs> right. um, anyway, yeah, I here's uh, in the storied history of Jorge Masvidal. I he can either be very very aggressive. He's got some good power, and I think he can get the job done. However, he also can sometimes fight a little tentatively. He kind of does the Nick Diaz thing at times, where sure. he expects the fight to come to him, and it sometimes doesn't because not everybody runs headlong into the dungeon yelling, "You know, uh, Leroy Jenkins." So, right? Covington <laughs> seems like
3: he's for that though. He's he's there to be like,
0: "Murka, let's do this."
2: <laughs> yeah, he he might run headlong into the dungeon, but. Uh here, you know, it comes down to this. Can Covington's wrestling outmatch uh, Masvidal's ground game? And uh, he might get himself into trouble there, you know, unless he kind of does the, the lay and pray, just sort of tying up Masvidal. But Mazvidal's no slouch on the ground, so I don't know how well that's going to work for him. Uh, Pat offering this, he says, if I have to be the bisping of this crew to fix Mark, I'll do it, but not without sponsorship from Bushmills. <laughs> we'll, get you, we'll get you a case, bud. We'll get you a case. Come on, man.
3: I'll buy you some Schlitz. I'll send it from Canada. It's going
2: to be amazing. <laughs> i to put Pat in his Cobra Kai gi and have him do this while he's drinking uh, Red Stripe Pat, so this picture of how
3: exceptional a mustache you can grow while wearing that gi. This is going to be key to this
4: story.
2: <laughs> All right. Um, if you got nothing else on Colbington versus Mazvidal, Vidal, let's go down to the second match here, the co-main event. Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos versus uh i think it's actually pronounced Hanato, my sino how do you see this one playing out
3: i think dos anios can take this one i think that he's he's got the more consistency i think that he can he can put this away relatively easily and the i think the vegas odds on that one back it up i think it's a pretty medium spread but it was up and down a little bit earlier in the week so
2: okay um going down to the featherweight fight we have edson barboza versus bryce mitchell pat offered that as much as he loves edson barboza and who doesn't, um, you know, when he's got some of those career uh, career highlight kicks that he's had? But on the other hand, Edson Barboza has also had a run of bad luck in the cage. He's had, you know, he's definitely had some poor performances. Uh, he thinks Pat seems to think that Edson Barboza is in trouble with Bryce Mitchell. Let's say I think
3: he he's got to get lucky. I think he, that spinning heel kick is his, his big win out, which is a highlight reel. But if he doesn't catch on that, I think he's in trouble.
2: Okay, and uh, going over to the welterweight, Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. Those guys I don't know very
3: well, so even in my kind of like flip up, I didn't I didn't catch too much. I will say this: I have a beef with you about the weight classes that we've been watching a lot of lately. I'm okay. feeling fatter and fatter every day. I just want well, you know that <laughs> I'm just it out there. Featherweight, welterweight, lightweight. <laughs> I'm I'm dying over here, man. I got a stack of Oreos the size of my forearm, and, and I'm not feeling
2: good about it. You know what's funny about that? When I first started doing these alternative commentaries, it was to cover just the heavyweights and just the heavyweights in boxing. I would occasionally do one for the UFC, but um, you know that it was like, well, I I really like doing these alternative commentaries for for better or for worse, but not. But heavyweights don't fight every week like I want them to, yeah, so sure. I gotta. We gotta, you know, branch out here and there are a lot more what there are a lot more lighter weight classes than there are heavier weight classes. And right? those guys just yeah. seem to bounce back
3: a lot faster. Like yeah. even even in UFC, the lighter classes seem to be like, Yeah, I got my face punched in through my elbow, but mm-hmm. they bounce back with that six month, nine month time frame to be able to come back and do it again.
2: Well, if your wife had if your if, if we'd either got your Kickstarter started earlier or your wife had given you permission earlier, we could have been covering the Chocolito fight on DAZN tonight. There you go okay. you have know, lighter weight classes like those guys are like 10 pounds oh, <laughs> they God. they float in on a light breeze
3: like anytime that I need to measure the weight of my boots to see if they are heavier than the
2: guys I'm watching fight it's it's a it's a tough <laughs> night for me <clears throat> all right and then in the final card uh, final match here kicking us off here on the main card see what you think of this one Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy. Uh, so I watched some of Spivak.
3: I just think he's the meaner dude. I think that I think that he seems like he wants it more. I think that he's going to come in. Greg Hardy's looking like he's in good shape. He looks like mm-hmm. he can he can make it happen. But
2: it seems looking at Greg Hardy's record as, as of late that he's being set up to get beat by Spivak. That maybe Spivak is on the come up, and this just match was made. Him to him. Yeah, he, he's uh. He's his last fight was July 10th of last year against Ty Devisa and uh he lost that one KO in the first round, which is you know <laughs> it's very telling. Yeah. And then prior to that, in December nineteenth of twenty twenty, he lost in the second round via TKO to Marcin Tobaira. So uh I have a sneaking suspicion this is a you know a um showcase fight bit of a finish. sacrificial
3: lamb for poor old Greg Hardy.
2: That's my thought. i would be curious to see what other people think about that. Um, all right. So while we wait for the UFC to finish, um, next week's card is supposed to be a good one. They actually just showed a preview for it a little bit earlier. It's Santos versus Ankulaev, Um, Tiago Santos versus Magomed Ankolaev in the light heavyweight division. And then um, we've got, oh, Song Yedong. Have you ever seen Song Yedong fight? No, but that's the most amazing
3: name I've heard yet.
2: Right? I I like watching him. First of all, he's not a bad fighter, but I like watching him fight just so I can say Song Yedong. Did um, his parents
3: just really love, like, 80s pop films? Well, like Was he, it, like, 16 Candles and Song Yedong for the win?
2: He's Chinese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> most, most of what's going on there. He's taking on Marlon Moraes, who's also very, very good, and a guy I like to see fight. Bruce Leroy's on this card, Drew Dober, um, Alex Pereira, so that's a good one. That's next weekend, March 12th, and then the week after that, March 19th, during the day at the O2 Arena in, um, in England, it's Alexander Volkov versus Tom Aspinall in the main event, so... Uh, that'll be an interesting card. I'll be curious to see what happens in that main event with those guys. The week after that is March 26th, and it's looking like Curtis Blades versus Chris uh, Dacus in the heavyweight division, which I'm sure is going to make Robert Winfrey cry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just question, just so, so much questioning of his life decisions. Uh, and then our next UFC cool, pay-per-view event will be April 9th, Right here in Jacksonville, Florida, at the uh, the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena, where AEW tends to take place, it's Alexander Volkanovsky, who is the current featherweight champion, versus the Korean Zombie. I'm actually sad we're not covering this. Why aren't we covering this? What are we doing? I don't know, zombie? man. You didn't
3: tell me that his nickname was the Korean Zombie to start with. I didn't realize we were
2: going full like um, walking dead on this. Hey, guess what we're doing on April 9th? Okay,
3: we're boxing. <laughs> There's boxing that there. night. That's, there's uh, none. That's nice and
2: right? No, that that's the 23rd. There's nothing going on April 9th. I actually didn't. I, I just gave us both the week off. That's okay. the Triple G Murata fight, but that's in like in the middle of the morning in Japan. So there's. So, oh right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, the only other thing I had on my schedule was XBW California, which is a whole other thing. Um. So yeah, I'm putting it on the calendar now. You, I got you, Dan Lansby. I got you.
3: Lucky for you, I'm taking my wife out for her birthday the weekend before. So all good in it.
2: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that yeah, that's all WrestleMania that weekend. Have a have a good time.
3: yep yeah, that's that literally I'm starting to think my wife booked us for uh, a trip to an, an out of town overnight of the first one since our kids are born and I'm like mm-hmm. Is this anti-WWE sentiment on your behalf? Are you
2: just <laughs> mad cuz Randy Orton's not in the main event? I I told her. She was like she consulted me actually. She I was believe like, Listen, it. She and was, I feel Listen. betrayed, Mark. I feel betrayed. Well, she she said, um, he, she said that when you know, you you have Daniel working every single weekend doing this boxing nonsense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When is there a free weekend? I'm like, I don't want him the weekend of WrestleMania. You take him. And she yeah, was like, that's fair. I mean,
3: yeah. I, I appreciate the cooperation.
2: <laughs> I'm I am here to help marriages stay together. That's my job. Hey, All Robert, we- is this?
3: If I come home and Vince McMahon has been power slammed at some point the night before, <laughs> we're in a fight.
2: I, we'll see what happens. So uh, Robert Winfrey, who is doing written coverage for 401 maniacom has joined us mostly to pr- make fun of my pronunciations and my uh, my dirty casualness. Right now, he's seething. Seething, Daniel Lasbin. Do you know why he's seething? From Let your dirty doing... casualness? That, not just my dirty casualness, but my dirty casualness and my... um. Doing the the gall that I have to do one of these uh, lie alternative commentaries for the sport that I only follow oh so casually. That's
3: fair. I mean, listen, you're still ahead of me. Like you're dragging me back into all these combat sports that I hadn't watched for 20 years. So
2: yeah. there it is. Mark is in fact a filthy casual when it comes to MMA.
3: I think that <laughs> I think you should get a nameplate, Mark the filthy filthy casual.
2: Speaking, uh, yeah, if someone. If someone could just send me a T-shirt that just is filthy casual on it, but like in the NWO letters, that'd be fantastic.
3: How do you not have a merch library already that's including (laughs) these kind of T-shirts, man?
2: You know, that was a running gag for the longest time was... um, (laughs) You've said
3: 72,000 hours worth of content and not a single (laughs)
2: T-shirt? Have you learned nothing? It's considering people have been doing podcasts for like two weeks and they start selling T-shirts. Yeah, I don't know why I don't sell them. But Uh that was a running gag with Jesse and I. His wife, Mindy... Uh, every time, like we would come up with a new catchphrase and a new gag on the Metal Hammer of Doom, we would just say, "Put it on a T-shirt, Mindy." And that's because Jesse actually has his own T-shirt. See, nobody in the Rattalige Broadcasting Network and our seventy-two thousand hours of content has their own T-shirt, but Jesse has his own from the Capal Podcast. Mark, my D and D campaign has his own T-shirt. <laughs> you can make this happen.
3: <laughs> like this is an opportunity, man.
2: I'll work on it. I'll work on it. See, I don't know, but see, like the, Mindy took the ball and ran with it for Jesse. You know, she made him his "I'm a Jesse" t-shirt. I think she also got him like, she made him like a Metal Hammer of Doom t-shirt. And I've hinted at my wife. I was like, "Are you ever gonna, you know, make me a t-shirt?" She's like, "No, I don't love you that much." Listen, like, go go if do you your stupid a hobby,
3: hobby. <laughs> by, by Independence Day. I'm getting a photo of Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey in a spandex mm-hmm. unitard, putting it on a t-shirt <laughs> and posting it as my background going forward.
2: Perfect. Make sure he's got some Star Wars stuff going on. Oh, for Patrick sure. Mullen. Patrick Mullen, friend of the show knows what knows what I'm all about. He says give Mark a t-shirt that says shitty content whore. You're wow. not wrong, buddy. I'll lay down with anybody for any reason.
3: Ha <laughs> <Hi-ya>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I hope he read that through uh, grammarly before he got started. Hey, um, I missed this comment earlier. We we're talking about uh, doing the Korean Zombie pay per view because I love me some Korean Zombie, and Patrick says, "Me, Korean Zombie stinks and doesn't deserve a shot." So, oh, okay, and- Patrick going hard. <laughs> oh, well, Patrick knows no other way but to go hard. Okay, know Thomas. that about him. Okay. <laughs> yes and as i said earlier i know robert winfrey i know robert winfrey he says blades versus dacus don't make me cry <laughs> see i told you <laughs> i know robert i walked with him once upon a dream all right so we've now killed a sufficient amount of time and most of our live audience we can actually start getting into the fight it's uh, all right, Serge- back, he's ready to go yes sir sergey Spivak. uh Gets his final instructions here, gets uh, gets his grease, and he's about to get into the cage. I'm loving the bear tattoo yep. with the cage background. Shaved head, bear and tattoo. Yes. I'm hoping the bear jumps out of his chest.
3: Well, at some point, he's going to have to get the matching tattoo on the other side that just says, feed me.
2: And
3: <laughs> it just goes for
2: it. I hope so.
3: And it will always be better than Brock Lesnar's sword that looks uncomfortably phallic facing right up to his mouth.
2: <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, so I I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, it has been proven by science, that ever-elusive science, that Cody Rose's neck tattoo is the reason we've been in this mess since 2020. Have oh, you I'll believe that. Nonsense? Yes. Yeah, okay. You've seen the neck tattoo, right, that started the currently ongoing virus of unnamed origin?
3: All I'm saying is they both have fashionable, sensible wives who also work in show <laughs> business, and neither yeah. one of them stopped them.
2: No, I don't... I Can Can you stop Cody Rhodes? Can you stop Brock Lesnar? By the way, if you can find the TikToks of Brock Lesnar like butchering meat, yes. you need to.
4: Because
2: everybody needs the testosterone boost that, that comes in by osmosis, by watching Brock Lesnar butcher meat.
3: Okay, yes, yeah, so... I mean, Brock Lesnar is a man-sized jar of protein powder. I will give you that. I guarantee the second he walks into the door and Sable's like, take your shoes off. He doesn't even, like, argue it. He's just like this man. He rolls up his socks nicely, puts them inside his
2: shoes, and takes the rest of his clothes to the laundry. That is a man who makes sure the toilet seat is down. No question. 100%. No, I I don't doubt that for a moment. All right. (laughs) We we are ready to rumble here on uh, UFC 272. Our opening match: Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy. And if you are a friend of ours currently watching on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, hey, uh, come on in, leave us a comment. Obviously, I, you know, my, come my fr- some of my friends are here hanging out with us. I put their funny comments on the board. So, by all means, join the party. Let's interact. Let's have fun. That's what we're here for. Why? Why do this if we're not going to have fun? Every Brock Lesnar visual aesthetic from Lumberjack to Cowboy to Brock Party has been amazing. No kidding. I'll take it off. Much more than these two Jamokes in the gate. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hardy looked like he
3: forgot how to do the haka and then just posed it out.
2: (laughs) Amazing. All right. Here we go. I feel like I said that like a dozen times already. All right. They touch hands. We're finally underway. Round one of three. Okay. Greg Hardy kicks us off first. He's looking a jab out there. He's trying to get his distance ready. Leg kick. Spivak still just sort of absorbing, Stealing up. Stealing up. painting. Yeah, not really doing much of anything just yet. You know, these heavyweights, man. First, it could, be, it could be slow and plodding and awful, and then over in a second.
3: Greg Hardy looks uncomfortably comfortable. <laughs>
2: I think he's trying to goad Spivak into committing on something and then countering. Okay. All right. Spivak goes to shoot for the single. And he gets a nice judo throw to the ground. And now he's inside control. And I don't think things are looking good for Greg no. Hardy.
3: Greg Hardy's in a lot of trouble. He didn't yeah. contact on that while he's on, on his feet. I mean, he, he had a hot second where he fought going on the ground. But, like, he's a trouble, man.
2: Yeah, Pat saying that that's that 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 is a textbook takedown right there. Uh, Spivak just did not take Greg Hardy's uh, Greg Hardy's standing game seriously at all, and just manhandled him to the mat. And I don't think Greg, I don't think Greg Hardy's got anything for Spivak on the ground,
3: especially because he's taken a couple of shots since Beden. He looks tired already.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a big boy, man. He's you know he's carrying a fair amount of meat on him. Big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah,
3: big boys are good, but like this man, you gotta have the gas.
2: Yeah, Spivak. T- so Hardy got back to his feet. Spivak took him down again. Hardy stands back up, and Hardy. boom! Yep, slams him down to the canvas. Spivak is just going for the ride, man. Greg Hardy cannot. First of all, he cannot get enough oxygen to get explosive and dynamic and get away. And we are going Donkey Kong here. Spivak just pounding ground and pound, no, and that's it. We're done. Oh, okay. Yep. That's all she wrote. And I and thank you I, for your time, Master Hardy. And I think we said that. This was a showcase fight for Spivak, and he made the most of it. We talk about that with our boxing shows. That hey, sometimes you get these showcase fights. You're supposed to win the fight. You need yep. to make the most of your TV time. And Spivak just said, "Hey, you know, are you not entertained? Sign me up for another one, man." Yep. Uh, Pat, Hardy's dead over there. Pat Mullen of the History of Boxing podcast and the Mania of WrestleMania says most important part is Spivak making Hardy carry his weight. Yeah.
5: Join US Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.
2: Made him carry him. Uh, yeah, yeah yep. that's uh, that's unfortunate, Hardy. Yeah. He looks for like sure. he was
3: actually they, they played the replay where he came back up. He looked like he was out for a second.
2: Yep, not a whole lot to say here. Um this is why <laughs> this, this, is this is why amazing. we do the full card? There this is why exactly, we do the full card. It's a long night, but it's worth it. So going back to UFC 273, our next pay- pay-per-view, looks like the main card, uh, like I said, is Korean Zombie versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Aljamain Sterling. Um, this looks like it's a bantamweight unification fight uh, against Peter Yan. At women's strawweight, we have Mackenzie Dern versus Tish Torres, all three feet of her. Um, at middleweight, Kevin Gastelum. Oh, I like Kevin Gastelum. Versus uh, Nasudin Imavov. And then uh, kicking things off, it looks like on the main card is Irene Aldana versus Aspen Lad, which I think will end up being just an eyesore. But I guess we'll see what happens. So, all right, <laughs> yeah. not a not a bad night of Would fights, Daniel. Leslie. no, that's good. <laughs> I think uh, I think we're gonna have ourselves a good time. All righty, let's go back to UC 272 here. Spivak almost looks
3: like like he would eat someone else right now. He's like, who else can you give me right now? I'm ready to go.
2: (laughs) Pat said the ref should have let it go.
3: (laughs) Oh, I think he was out. I think Hardy was already unconscious by. Right now, Hardy looks like he's going to have to go back to the locker room and his mom's going to call him and ask him why he didn't stand up straight when he started out.
2: So Pat's calling me out. I think I mispronounced something. I base. I, I don't think I should have. But hey, I'm tired. Leave me alone. Uh, how did you mess up, Kevin? Out of Kelvin, Mark, and also asking is anything but an ice or she. She fights. Yeah, question question Mark. that, Mark. Yes, so. Um. Hey, one of our friends here from Twitch has joined us. He says Hardy showed up fat and got his ass whipped, Agreed. like you do. I like agree. You do absolutely. Uh. <laughs> Pat says, I wanted it, <laughs> I wanted it to let go because Hardy beats women and I wanted to see him punished. Uh, right. I see. Fair enough. That's fair enough. Defender of women's honor worldwide. Pat I Bonner. mean, listen, maybe
3: he'll fight Joe Rogan in a short time comeback after this. It'll be great.
2: <laughs> uh I have my, my wife and some friends on, on chat here are all um <laughs> are all chatting without me. I. like messenger just blowing up here all right anyway uh if you're like I said if you're watching go ahead and drop us a line here have Pat who's active here in the chat Robert's gonna be coming in and out as he does written uh, hey check out Robert's uh, online coverage for 41 mania.com if you're watching this at home and you want to see another another place where people are interacting and writing comments and whatnot uh, check out his live coverage on 401 maniacom Robert does an excellent job covering the sport of MMA. And I will be right back. Dan, you take it over.
3: Ah, take it over. I am very excited for the translation that's been going on. It's very clean cut, betrothed friend here looking like he's living the dream. Joe Rogan, an absolute diplomat discussing someone with a different language. Looking at the rest of the cards to go along, I'm sure that Robert will call me out on it. But I'm a little... I, I kind of wish it was to be over the main event. I still think... I still think Masvidal can take this with a pretty pretty good showing, as long as he shows up steady. We'll see what happens. That. Mark has Doc his background. I'm gonna have to ask him when he comes back if that is his aesthetic and what he's aiming to go for from an overall bodily look. Because if so, A, he's gotta shave his head more. And B, he doesn't need a t-shirt because he's going for much more nudity. Could go either way. If you haven't already put a comment in the comments below, make sure you call out something that you liked about the show, something you didn't like about the show, or something that you want to see happen on the endless content content or that is. The Mark Radulich show and affairs, and if you've got a match that you think that the uh, the over under is way off, or you think that you got the underdog who's going to make a go of it, let us know that too. Let us know if you think that you disagree with one of our calls as far as who was uh, set to win it. We're here for the content, but we're more importantly here for the back and forth.
2: Took myself out of the studio momentarily. I saw. I was like, oh, no, nope, it's my show I guess. Hey, Sean Comer on Twitch, my buddy from the long road to ruin. We have a show coming up this Monday night. We are going to be talking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, the remake from 2003, and the nonsense that was the Netflix movie that just dropped. Uh-huh. <laughs> Woof talk about this was not a, so much a long road to ruin as it was a dr- sharp drop in uh in quality yikes not enough korean zombies is what you're telling me uh okay so robert winfrey with some, and i want to get your take on this okay uh this is going to be the fun of the interaction here is we'll get some people throwing some ideas out there that we can react to he says i regret to inform you the great hardy experiment will probably continue after that embarrassing loss uh what do you think dan no,
3: come on, man. I mean, I agree with him. I mean, he came into that match like he was an undefeated world heavyweight champion. But uh, he looked like he was cut like a bag of milk. It's not what
2: his promo <laughs> cut, cut like a bag of milk. Fantastic. Um, yes, yeah, Sean. The remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just fine. I have thoughts, but it is not the nonsense that was the Netflix one. As for Greg Hardy... Apparently ESPN likes him for for some reason. So uh, we will see what we will see where that is. Concerned. Why? I okay, know, I guess sure. Robert Winfrey will maybe share his thoughts on why that uh, why that is. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just here to call the action, folks. Like, that was I a think. massacre, man. That was a <laughs> straight up massacre. Well, again, just kind of going over what all like how. Um, I just he looked like he couldn't get his wind uh, going. And then when it became too hard for him to fight off the wrestling, he just gassed out. And it was only a matter of time after that.
3: I mean, Robert, I'm sure that you're right. But all I'm saying is if you showed up in boxing like that, they would ask him to consider whether or not he was a serious contender. If you showed up in wrestling like that, you would know that everyone backstage did not like your face.
2: And if you showed up in <laughs>
3: my house, like that my nine year old daughter would sass him from here to the wall.
2: Well, let me just say there was a PBC fight. I talk about this all the time because it was like just amazing. There was a PBC fight where there was this one heavyweight that was so fat. How fat was he? He could not keep his shorts up. Like oh. they were literally falling off. He's on primetime network television and his shorts are falling down, like to the point where the ref had to stop the fight to pull his shorts up. Come on, man. I mean, listen. You
3: can butterbean. You can show up and look like you got no business being there, and you're a sleeper. Right, but
2: if you're the king the of the four... okay. So butterbean did two things that were very effective: ended fights in four rounds or less, kept his shorts up.
0: Kept his really shorts real. up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, as long as you keep your shorts up, I don't care how fat you are. You could look like Abdul the butcher. Keep your pants up. So just, with just, this to clarify, just to he clarify, just to clarify, his pants kept falling down. Yes, sir.
3: If you come in and you're Moderately overweight for a fighter, and your shorts are sure. lower than say one inch below nipple. If you, you got no business out, being there.
2: If if I live out my wife's nightmare and my dream, and that is I enter the world of combat sports at super heavyweight.
4: Yeah.
3: Okay.
2: okay. I'm less than six feet tall, but over three hundred pounds. Super okay. Super heavyweight. Okay. Yeah. I will keep my shorts up. Who's your first match? Ooh, it's got to be one of the Paul brothers. Oh, yeah. I'm in for it. I'm good for it. Yeah, I I will buy I, you a pair
3: of the Project Rock UFC sneakers. Do just you for that know match. how
2: many times Pat and I have talked about me, like you know, managing him in boxing, but just yeah. taking out guys like Logan Paul? No, well, that is the dream. Not and again. Not me. It. Him. I just want. I just want to ride his coattails. But if I have, yeah, but to, that's fine. But if and I had you to,
3: know, you get to go to all the nice parties because then all of the previous <laughs> legitimate professional boxers are like. Hey, man, you won't come over to my house
2: after i get some drinks. Uh, good job with the Paul board, by the way. <laughs> so they just announced, uh, and we, <laughs> Pat Mullen, God, I could kill Logan Paul. The line forms to the left, Patrick Mullen. Um, it's lengthy. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of lines forming to the left, they just announced, and I want to get your opinion on this, Dan, uh, that uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov is going into the UFC Hall of Fame. What do you think? Oh. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> okay i think yeah i think he retired undefeated didn't he he did retire undefeated do you think mm-hmm. that it was i'm trying to
3: think back to like I, I wasn't big into ufc at that point do you think that he had a bit of a, a bit of a field that wasn't as contentious as maybe some of his
2: predecessors you know i think um i want to say that the height of the khabib of train was uh with conor mcgregor but that's because but that's because of conor mcgregor's star power not right. necessarily because he was the best fighter in the division right um i, I want to say i think Kabib they they couldn't get him and tony ferguson in um in the ring together and that's unfortunate and that, that's not entirely khabib's fault either i mean those two those two um just could not figure things out. Uh, so we gotta, I got. I want to catch up with the with the chat room here. We have Robert Winfrey emphatically saying Khabib is the lightweight greatest of all time. Fair. And then Pat saying I'd like to remind everyone that I saw Khabib coming the, um, before everyone else did. Mark and Robert are witnesses. You're so pretty, Patrick Mullen. You're so pretty. You. <laughs> hey, in Pat's defense, Ozzy once started a line of ants. But aside from that, he also saw Alexander Usak coming. And okay. here we are, and here we are, months later, Alexander Usik has all but the one WBC in the ring title. Cleaning so, it up. you know, when you want to know who's come, who's on the come up in the world of combat sports, you ask the uh Nostradamus himself, Patrick Mullen. The you face our that friend. Runs the place. Uh, <laughs> if Mark is going to manage Pat, he needs a really ugly suit and be able to cut a hell of a promo. Hey, Jay, <clears throat> my wife says that I'm like the spiritual twin. Of Paul Heyman, so I I can believe me. Put me in a nice suit, you know, and a ball cap, and I will be just fine as <laughs> as Pat Mullins. Uh, Listen, Paul just Heyman to head this manager. train off.
3: You say Paul Heyman is Robert going to say Brother Love?
2: No, no, I don't think. I think I'm more Paul Heyman than Brother Love. Just not as good <laughs> with money, um, or maybe just as good as Paul Heyman with money, depending on what we're, we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he has lost a lot of it, and so have I. Um, uh, so Robert says if you look at his full career, you can nitpick but he clo- closed by finishing Connor, Dustin, and Gaethje in uh, in quick succession. So, okay, he's not wrong there. Um, he adds, I will corroborate Pat's call. He saw the first time Khabib fought and said, I think he could be lightweight champion, and he was, and now he's a current hall of famer. Okay okay fair, fair point. robert robert winfrey with a snarky little comment here not with your current lighting you're probably more brother love at the moment ah
3: <laughs> oh Boo. yeah Boo. rage from the
2: cage uh i'm getting roasted in the comment section tonight that's fine i say give the people what they want mark i do give the people what they want that's what we're here for the rattled broadcasting network uh, <laughs> Pat going Pat drunkenly going crazy here. He says, cut away from her mid-sentence and we all do a shot. I'm gonna just drink my vitamin water. Well done. Uh he says, lighting only. Your personality and delivery is more Haman. That's very true. It's very sweet. All righty. Mr. Sean Comey here just sending us fun little emoji people.
4: Okay, okay. <laughs>
2: Love it, guys. Keep it up, man. We're having a party. I'm hosting a party here, and you're all invited. Hands up because he loves it.
3: Do you think the guy that gets to be the photographer for all their like headshot promo shots is just loving his life? Oh, never mind. I'm also really enjoying the <laughs> Riviera's entrance. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, swivel them hips, baby. Woo! <laughs> I mean, he is... He is... Praying at the church of Margaritaville, he's gonna get murdered.
4: <laughs>
3: Maybe he'll salsa around the cage for us. It'd be fantastic. I mean, I I don't envy the grease guy who's gonna put the grease on him <laughs> while he does a little hip
2: action while while he's swir- <laughs> swirling. Like Will a... you stay still? No. no how how many times after these grease-ups
3: do you think well the guys are like jacked and ready to go do you think that dana's got to take like hey i'd like to enter a harassment lawsuit potentially
2: (laughs) i just just well that got weirdly intense
3: (laughs) yeah oh god okay look at buddy he's just waiting there he's like this is the least good striptease <laughs> I've never been to. Or
2: he's saying this isn't the worst I've ever had. <laughs> or, he's like, or he's like, hey, listen, I've seen worse. Uh so uh Jay says, Well, considering Mark is also a Jew from New York, all he needs is a 1980 cell phone and a Yankees hat. You're not wrong, brother. You're not wrong. Okay. Uh yes. And we appreciate your emojis, Sean. Hurry up and do work and then come to the party, pal. We're waiting for you.
3: Can you get New York Cowboy hit, Hat Jew emojis on the go, please?
2: <laughs> there you go. Work on that, John. Let's get let's get some New York Jew emojis going. And big old cell phones. Remember that? I, Remember uh, the Paul Heyman cell phone that was the size of a you know, a brick? Yes.
3: I, I have always wondered how Paul Heyman has never thrown his back out with the way that he walks to the, <laughs> the ring in character. So <laughs> that cell
2: phone could not have helped. No, he had to limber up, I'm sure. All right, so we are moving into our. <laughs> that is the one thing, like when we when we do the boxing, it's very much like you know we're hyper focused. It's that one hour of content, and we are on it with very little like side stories. We do these UFC ones, and there's so much downtime in between each one of these fights, especially when they end as early as they do. It's like, well, I don't even have any hopes of keeping this hyper focused. I'm just here to party.
3: Yeah, I mean, listen. I... I think that you have big time entrances in boxing where the guys think they're a lot of good. I've yet to see anyone like air hump the cage on the way through while like side straddling up. So
2: get it, get it, get it, get it. Not the first time I've I've danced on a live stream. Get it, Mm -hmm. get it, Mm -hmm. get it. This is becoming a thing with me. Get it. Um, We were doing a, uh, a first ever actually, video reaction to shamrock to a um, music video for the metal hammer of doom yeah and it was for uh the butch Vig mix of house of pains sh- <laughs> shamrock's and shenanigans sorry okay. robert, robert winfrey having to hold back vomit in his throat saying and sadly it won't be the last time i dance on camera uh, okay i mean robert oh. you could start a separate editorial commentary I mean, i going to love that. Can, can we just start? Can we just stop the whole thing right now and say that we've got ourselves a swivel, a swivel hip off? Yeah. Both, both guys were like like, oh, I, I will not be outdone. <laughs> I mean,
3: it's a matter of time before one of them changes their nickname to the limber timber.
2: I want to see if they actually fight now I want or, or if it's just, you know, like a dance off. You know, oh, like, like a, if they shows and jets
3: this up, like the crossroads of your life has come <laughs> to its pinnacle.
2: Dude, have you seen West Side Story yet? Yes. That the, the, the uh, my my son's favorite scene is like I can't remember the the cop's name, but like uh, Officer McClarkey or whatever the hell it's called. The yep. dancing in that was insane. It's madness, um, and I want to see it happen here. All right. So Patrick says that this one is a loser leaves town match between um, Kevin Holland and. Alex Oliveira. So we will see what happens. Okay. Officer Krupke, thank you, Pat. All right, everyone's everyone's just waiting with. <laughs> <They all are> <laughs> very <laughs> pleased to be here. Hey, Daniel Lasby. G, Officer Krupke, Krup you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't checked out um, West Side Story on Disney Plus yet. Uh, if for no other reason, that that scene is worth a watch.
3: Pat, I'll have you know, I once played Constable Locke in The Music Man, so you hold it together over there.
2: I don't know what's going on in this chat that my friends and my wife are in, but somebody said, I'll bring the sacks and we'll all take turns. I'm going to need context. And a clean milk piece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm having fun. Not not since the Royal Rumble have I had this much fun doing one of these. I don't I don't know how much I don't know how much interest of this is going to be after the fact when people listen to it, but gosh darn it I'm having a good time. Yeah, for uh, sure. Hang on.
3: I also personally really enjoy when the referees look more intimidating than the fighters. I'm a big fan of that.
2: Oh, I should stop paying attention to this chat and pay attention to the fight. Here we go. (laughs) Kudos to
3: your wife, though. Well played.
2: (laughs) Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira, round one in the welterweight division as we start off trading leg kicks. Holland in the black, Oliveira in the white. No swiveling of hips right now. I mean,
3: I'm already disappointed.
2: Mm. So Holland tried to lay in a a leg kick there, and Oliveira lit him up in the face. Kevin Holland trying to figure out his best way in here, see what he uh, can do. He doesn't look, uh,
3: Holland doesn't look great. And he's extensively
2: the odds-on favorite. (laughs) Should have worn a combat. Oh, down goes Holland. Oh, and Olive. Now, see that's weird because he uh, he caught him off balance. He bounced him into the cage, and he started laying in the strikes. And then all of a sudden, he just backed off again. Oliveira did questionable. Mm. Holland committing to those leg kicks and getting hit every single time.
3: Yeah, change your strategy, brother. Oliveira's got your number on that for sure. I mean arguably Holland got to change this to a ground game cuz standing up he's getting put to put to bed.
2: Curious to see oh big left there from Oliveira. Uh, he might have gotten Holland might have gotten him there because he started a retreat for a moment. Okay. Trade it up. Patrick says that Holland doesn't really have a ground game. So uh, we'll see if champ. they We'll see if they keep this on the feet or not.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of tentativeness. For-
2: okay, so uh, Oliveira chopped him down with a leg kick, and now he's got him on his back. He's standing in his guard. Uh, Holland is trying to hold on to a leg there. Oliveira transitions, gets the back, takes him down again. Oof. Big slam. Holland gets back to his feet, though. Not great. We're halfway through round one here. This isn't looking good for Holland. Oh, again, big one-time uh, punch there from Holland gives Olivera something to think about. He's taking a lot of hot shots here. This is, but this is the one frustrating thing about striking in uh, mixed martial arts is that there tends to be a lot of one punch and then back away, one punch and then back away.
3: It's a questionable choice for sure when you got him. Like he's had him a couple of times where he had him oh. clearly on right.
2: Yeah, it it there's a frustrating uh, pattern of not following up in mixed martial arts striking that I've noticed. And, I, and granted, you know, striking mixed martial arts is not striking in boxing. I get that, but still, the throw a combination, follow something up, especially if you you can sneak one through the window. I mean, maybe
3: it's the fear of overcommitment because a couple of times Holland's come in neither Oliveira shrugged it off and came back around on him or mm-hmm. he caught him early. He caught his foot. You
2: know, you have to be careful. You know, you don't want to overcommit on striking because then you leave your legs open for a takedown. You know, and that's certainly a thing you have to look out for. But I'll tell you, um, where, where Oliveira has probably done his best work has been with those leg kicks. He's really... Really chopped Holland down a few times.
3: Yeah. We have to touch base with Robert, but it looks like uh suitcase might already be packed for Master Holland.
2: <laughs> His bags are packed and he's ready to go. Yeah, they're in, in the dressing room. <laughs> he's waiting there outside your door. Um, all right. 18 of 41, 44% for Holland, 19 of 35, 50 percent for Oliveira. We are less than a minute here.
1: Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.
3: I'm not sure where Rahal is going to go with this. At this point, his striking game is non-existent, and if he's got no ground game, he's in a lot of trouble.
2: He's very overly reliant on those leg kicks, and he's not having nearly the effect. See, again, Oliveira just... Chopping kicks, um, gets him by the waist, rolls through, tries to take him down. Oh, he's got five seconds. Will he? Yeah, no, nope. Holland, he's got him in the rear naked choke, but Holland's just going to sit there and kill the clock. Saved by the bell. I don't think he was in trouble there. Um, it would have been interesting to see if maybe if he had had another minute, what Oliveira would have done. But yeah, at the end of the day, if you look at Holland, even though he was. In something of a rear naked choke, he didn't seem to be really in any trouble of sorts. Uh, catching up here in our chat room, we have Jay who says, it's the treat of the clinch and takedown, which is why guys don't want to throw too much in combinations. And Pat says, Holland doesn't offer more than one strike at a time, so Cowboy is free to step into range and land as long as he's throwing more than one strike and usually lands as a result. Agreed. Um Threat, <laughs> yes. I, I I saw treat, and I'm like, eh. I'll just read it as is, but I don't know if that's right. Yes, Jay. Thank you. Threat, not treat. I mean, listen. Uh, Holland
3: Holland put the thumbs up while he was down in the choke, but I mean, mm-hmm. he's also melting himself off as he goes
2: to the corner. Uh, you got you got to remain confident. You have to project an air of confidence in these combat sports. Round two. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> yes, Pat. Treat Williams does rock. All right. As we start here a lot more uh, more fainting. Jesus Christ. Holland. Someone in his corner should tell him to knock it off with the leg kicks already. I don't think his corner told him anything. I think they were like, "All right, get back out there. <laughs> Doing great, champ." Oh! Holland with the big hit and down goes Oliveira. He's hitting him with the ground and pound, one shot after another. Just laying in those rights. Just Donkey Kong. Oh, elbows, elbows, elbows. Is the ref going to stop it? Yes! Come on! Holland lives to fight another day. Christmas has come early and we all got a goose. That Not is dogs. ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. If you had money on Alex Oliveira, you're going to have to explain where your paycheck went to your wife. My mm-hmm. goodness. Who we? <laughs> Our comment section is shocked, shocked. I tell you, I mean, silence. Why wouldn't you be? Silence over the crowd. So Patrick's take on that was Holland finally throws a combination, but I think Oliveira earns a stay of execution for spirited effort. Fair okay. enough. I mean, he was doing good until he—he <laughs> he was doing good in the fight until he wasn't. I mean, can, yeah. I think the consensus was that Oliveira won the first round, which sure. I would not disagree with. I agree. Yeah, you know, it's funny. He, he must have gotten rocked pretty hard because the whole time he was on the ground, he had every opportunity to try to grab wrist control, uh, try to get some separation, and he just kind of stood there with his hands up, and that was it. That was I mean, all Watching wrote. the
3: replay, he does, he does lose his, his feet after he takes the shot on the chin, but it didn't look like it was a huge shot.
2: You know, it's hard to say. <clears throat> um, sometimes... And I and I've seen this too. So I, and I always like to tell this story because for you know for a lot of people it looked like the fix was in. But you ever see the shot that Randy Couture takes from Brock Lesnar? It looked like it was a pulled punch and like and that Randy Couture took a bump. But none of us were there in the cage. We don't know how hard it was and mm-hmm. you know and if it was legitimate or not. And I'm not going to sit here and say that it wasn't, but but it didn't look like much is the point that I'm trying to make to what you're saying. It didn't look like Brock Lesnar hit him that hard. Meanwhile, Randy Couture went ass over tea kettle and Brock I mean, Lesnar became heavyweight champion.
3: There's that unknown challenge too. of Like, like you look at Randy mm-hmm. Couture at that point in the game, he had taken so much lifetime sure. damage.
2: Absolutely. Like, I
3: mean, you can, you can make that argument that it only takes one.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, they say in combat sports, so once you have your button pushed in, it's hard to undo that. It's all over you know? it's it's forever unless you're Andre lovsky <laughs> um it 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 takes a lot to to bounce back and a lot of fighters don't do it you know they it's it's the it's the second half of their career on the downward slope usually mm. i mean like i, I mean like alexander uh, not alexander uh, alistair Overeem has taken some good beatings and you know he occasionally will bounce back and get another win under his belt but um there there aren't a lot out there like you know good old mr horsemeat
3: no there's definitely guys who have got like three quarters of an inch of extra skull plating like if you think mm-hmm. about the shamrock boys the the beatings that they took into course and then still won yeah. championships
2: uh jay, jay royce was uh, like to remind us that brock lesnar's uh fists are the size of bricks not untrue <laughs> big old house building bricks yeah, I don't run around
3: the block, let alone run around the block with a telephone pole on my shoulder. So <laughs> uh,
2: Brock, uh, Sean Comer saying he did punch the soul out of Heath Harry <laughs> he through the man's <laughs> eye socket. <laughs> he really did. He that was some Temple of Doom shit right there. Good grief. Uh Over him also wrong wrongly cut. Bring him into a fight for the title again. Uh he's happy doing, I think, K1 now. I'll be curious to see um what. Not K1, uh what he ends up doing with Glory. Which yeah. is where I think I saw him last. him's like what, like a zillion years old at this point.
3: <laughs> and I mean it's not like he hasn't had a bunch mm-hmm. of paydays. He doesn't need the money, he's only still in it because
2: he likes it. All right, we see some shots of the crowd here. As we kill time for our oh, look at that, it's Morbius himself. Oh, Good old Jared Leto, the Joker.
3: There you go. That's who your first fight can be. You can warm up on Jared Leto, and then you can move on to one of the Paul boys.
2: I, I suspect there is a lot of people in the world that would like to see me punch Jared Leto right straight in the mush. I mean, I don't have a problem with him, but I'm saying I think there are other people who would pay money, good money for that.
3: You wouldn't be hurt, no, for sure.
2: <laughs> so Patrick Mullen, with some, uh, with some sleazy business here, he's got... <laughs> He's got some tabloids for us. He says, Wonder if Joanna is still sliding into Cody's DMs. <laughs> mm. hubba, hubba. All right, then. <laughs> uh, Sean with the Joker emoji. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> All right, and we are just tearing through this card here. We are up to our midway point here. This might be over before they actually got to the main event last night on ESPN. My goodness. 3:30 in the morning, Mark. That would've been 3:30 in the morning. <laughs> Walked in and your wife was like, "How was your fight?"
3: <laughs> oh no, I am I'm a smart man. I slept on the couch. I knew exactly what I was on. <laughs>
2: All right, so um, as we wait for our next fight here, one of the sponsors for this pay-per-view is the new Michael Bay movie, Ambulance. into Michael Bay movies? Do you like the boom explosion?
3: I mean, I appreciate his vision
2: for the the big-time explosions. Sure.
3: I mean, there's the challenge of how many big-time explosions can you watch. And
2: was he not also
3: responsible for Transformers with balls?
2: He was. Best Transformers movie ever, except for Age of Extinction. (laughs) because, and I don't know if you know this or not, what we all really, really wanted was to see a nutsack on a Transformer. I mean, who doesn't? That's what I'm trying to tell you. See, You could have truck nuts, or you could
3: have truck nuts on a sentient truck.
2: (laughs) I mean, I'm not here to kink shame. Um, (laughs) Um... Pat with some interesting opinions here that I'm sure will make a Robert Winfrey cry. He says Wahlberg movies are greater than all. Uh and now a That's word from one of, and now a word from not our sponsor. Dorito's sweet ch- <laughs> Doritos sweet chili nachos are the tits. They oh, I'll give good. you that. Those are good. They are. You know what's also good, Daniel Lasby of the Screaming Boy podcast? Hit me yep. Grammarly, don't you understand? For you, yeah, Patrick listeners... Mullen is killing
3: it for Grammarly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for you, listeners of our alternative commentary that we like to do here on these weekends, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's a powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps write mistake free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar punctuations, spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors. Improving your vocabulary and suggesting style improvements You download Grammarly today. Go to get Grammarly.com slash W2M network again. That's get Grammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. So I cut three minutes out of all of my shows now and I upload them to TikTok. Yeah. And sometimes I will write down a time code when you know there's a poignant point being made or a funny story or something like that something something that makes for a good three minute clip to let up, let people know that we're we're fun and smart guys and they should listen to us. Okay. And I keep telling gonna,
3: people that. I don't know that it's working out.
2: And I think I'm just going to throw a dart at this one. Because okay. wherever the dart lands, I'm going to go plus or minus three minutes, and that's going to be the clip. Because this is all gold right here.
3: It's going to be a victory dance. And your next your next message coming from Robert is going to be him sending you the link for Grammarly after frying you up with the opening of your <laughs> pronunciation. So,
2: someone's going to start sending me hooked on phonics books. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> 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 English as a second language. Oh man, can... ABC Mouse for the win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to pronounce names well. <laughs> so, while the UFC tells you about Volkanovsky versus the Korean Zombie, I'm going to tell you about the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network. Here's what we got going on this coming week. Uh, tomorrow we have a re airing of Batman Hellboy Starman, the comic book. Plus, hey, Sean. Sean Comer of The Long Road to Ruin, he he got me to watch the Dollars Trilogy with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, we man. The bad and the, yeah, Fistful of Dollars, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, a few dollars more. We did that one a few years ago, and I'm re-airing that on Sunday, shortly after this pay-per-view goes off the air, as a matter of fact. Right so on. check that out tomorrow. That's going to be a fun re-listen. And then we'll have a re-airing of Joker 2019. Robert Winfrey and I reviewing Finding Dory from, I think, 2016. And then Sean Comer will be back uh, in the evening, and we will talk about the aforementioned Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we've got another re-airing of a source material we did for Joker 2008 by Brian Azarello And then finally, we have reached the glorious conclusion, don't you understand, of Batman Week, which started eight months ago um, and is finally wrapping up with our review of all three hours of The Batman. I will save my thoughts about that movie for Tuesday night, but just know that I was vibrating, Daniel Lasby. I was vibrating when I came out of that theater. I was so happy.
3: I mean, we've discussed your wife's opinion of Robert Pattinson, so I'm going to just let Sleeping Dogs lie on that and hope that it wasn't sparkly.
2: She was still on that shit about Robert Pattinson. She hoped Batman would bomb so that Robert Pattinson would do porn, and she Mm -hmm, was joined mm -hmm. by a chorus, a chorus, I tell you, of both men and women hoping that Robert Pattinson would abandon his acting career for porn. I, less enthusiastic about it, but more so because I just wanted the Batman movie to be good. If Robert Pattinson... Wants to do Batman, but also porn. I'm on board. I'm just saying. What you need to happen is you need him to promote it by splitting the difference,
3: going on a wrestling show and like rolling around in the ring.
2: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Wednesday we'll have a review of AEW Revolution, and then the Metal Hammer of Doom will have a. We'll be doing this is Jesse's pick. Jesse's take. Jesse's gonna push me in the pool. And he's going to take over the Metal Hammer of Doom. We're going to be reviewing a Legion. Damn, num, 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 Get him, Jim. And then Pat and I will be looking at Hagler versus Hearns. Chapter 8 of our Four Kings of Boxing. Um, we'll take a break on Friday and Saturday. Uh, once again, back again, Sean Comer and I start our two-part look back at the Hunger Games. These are re airs We did these a few years ago. But they were really fun shows, from what I remember, and we split those movie, those four movies, into two part podcasts. So part one will air on April twelfth, and then part two will air on Sunday, April thirteenth. And just because I'm going to be on vacation, Daniel Lasby does not mean I'm going to leave the people without the goodness that is the Rattler Legend Broadcasting Network. No, no, you're a got, soul. We, I, the content never stops here on the Rattler and Broadcasting Network. So, uh, one of the earliest Long Road to Ruins that we ever did, ever did, was um, my best friend Tom from New York, where all the Jews come from, but he's not Jewish, he's Italian. Yeah. We had a debate after, we went to go see Revenge of the Sith in Orlando, uh, right at uh, Disney, um, whatever the Disney Walk, Hollywood studio thing is, downtown Disney, downtown Disney. We saw Revenge of the Sit there, and we we had one of those, or I walked out, and I'm like, that was amazing, and he walked out, and he was like, that sucked, and I'm like, "Wow!" Uh, and then we spent <laughs> like a like a couple of teenage girls, we just fought about it for hours, we, yeah, we went yeah, yeah. From, from, from the movie theater all the way through downtown Disney, all the way back to the hotel, and all night long, all we did was debate that movie, and I'm like, I gotta do this on a podcast some year, so we did. Uh, And Sean Comer moderated it for us. So we debated the merits of Revenge of the Sith versus Return of the Jedi. That'll air on the 14th. Um, It is the, I think, 40th anniversary of the first publication of Alan Moore's V for Vendetta. And might I also also add, fuck Firestorm. Um, So we did a comic strip during Alan Moore Month a few years ago. And I'm going to re-air that uh, V for Vendetta show in conjunction with the 40th anniversary of the publication of that comic. So look yes. for that comic strip V for Vendetta on March fifteenth, um, just in time for St. Patrick's Day. Daniel Asby. get a load of this! Remember, a holiday of the year. Absolutely. Um, did you did you jump around in your youth? I did jump around. Yeah, I jumped up and I jumped up and I got down. Didn't we all? I know I don't know about you, but not only did I jump around, I put on my shit kickers and I kicked some shit.
4: Okay,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. So we are going to, it's the 30th anniversary of the uh, release of House of Pain's Fine Malt Lyrics. And myself, Jesse Starcher, and Robert Cooper are reviewing it just in time for the anniversary and St. Patrick's Day. But that's not all. The St. Patrick's Day festivities aren't over because the Protocol Son, Jason Teasley, and I reviewed Leprechaun, one of Jennifer Aniston's seminal works. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. She's so good in Leprechaun. It's it's amazing. It's like a perfect role. It is the perfect
3: role. I completely agree.
2: She just plays a bratty asshole, and I don't think she's ever been better than that. Uh, And then we close out the week that I'm on vacation with yet another re-air. This time it's uh, London Has Fallen from a few years ago. Robert Winfrey and I reviewed it because we had nothing else to do that week, and uh, that'll re-air then. And then I'm back on Saturday, and we have two, count them, two alternative commentaries. First, in the middle of the day, in theory, assuming it's on pay-per-view somewhere, uh, we'll have the heaviest heavyweight match in the history of boxing, Thor versus Eddie, and Stuart Lang will be doing his first alternative commentary for that, voluntarily, even. And I then cannot you- believe that Eddie was back in on that match after he was out. Like, that was his <laughs> chance. Run away. And then you, Daniel Lasby, you'll be back too as we uh, jump into. And this time we know when it's going to take place. Not at ten o'clock. Yes. It'll be Edward Belanga versus Steve Rolls on Top Rank Boxing on ESPN. I'm gonna take a nap. Check that out for us, if you please. Uh, We have all right. We have a friend on YouTube who says, "Are you going to show the fight here? No, because that's illegal. Sorry." uh also i don't know where you can watch it for free but if you ask around people will whisper it in your ear with their hot breath it's fine so uh so as i was going through all of that i missed a lot of these comments let's catch up here we go in rapid succession as we wait for our friends here to get into the ring uh if you put batman on a movie it makes money always a safe bet that's it i saw the batman today and i was happy with it okay Pro-wrestling, the halfway point between legitimate acting and porn. You're I'm not, not wrong. I'm good for it.
3: It is the soap opera of the male kingdom, and I am
2: down. I am not here to uh, to kink shame. Uh, I'm going to use it at some point and piss off so many wrestling fans. Yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> Sean Comer. Sorry, I'm nice. confused what he's using. Is it porn? <laughs> <laughs> Sean Comer and I on the same page here We might like, get on board with Robert Pattinson Splitting his time between naughty movies And Batman movies Okay, I mean, uh, he's gonna make money at it I mean, I, I make money where you can find it You're not gonna be young forever um, I love that a man from farm country Uses the twister to finish people Bryce Mitchell has a bright future uh, Let's see here Bryce Mitchell, you really, wanna, here he is. you really wanna piss off wrestling fans Just say Okada versus Omega was overrated that That's close for like a mass. No, um, come, okay.
3: <laughs> I was going to make a crack about how you'll know when the porn is coming up for Robert Pattinson when the next villain is Octomom, but then no, I got
2: <laughs> sidetracked. Uh, Pat, M- Pat Mullen reminding me that I'm illiterate. <laughs> Edward Berlanca, you troglodyte. <laughs> Grammarly.com. Here we go. Grammarly. This has been brought to you by Grammarly.com, which will uh, not help me with my pronunciation bridges. All right, so now that we're caught up in the fun chat, and I want again to again remind everybody, no, I'm not going to put the fight on screen. That's how you get demonetized.
3: Robert, I need you to pitch that if Bryce Mitchell loses this match, that he changes his nickname. Nobody that's small, small and white
2: can use <laughs> that nickname. All right, here we go. We are up to Edson Barboza versus Bryce Mitchell here at featherweight at UFC 272 at this point I, every once in a while I'll go to check the the chat that I was telling you about before but they're so far into whatever sexy conversation they're having I'm like yeah I give up I'll I'll yeah. I'll figure this out later That's
3: 427 messages to pick up in a
2: later day Dude let me tell you before we start this fight let me just tell you how I was like listen I'm picking up my kids I'm going to the bookstore to see the Batman and get Chinese food. I don't want to hear from none of y'all. I muted all my chats. I turned my phone off. I disconnected, understand? And when I turned my phone back on, I had like a zillion messages. They were like uh, chats that had been going for hours. And I'm like, I can't catch up on all this. All right, Pat says this is going to be fight of the night. We'll see what happens. Okay,
3: Barboza got to keep on his feet, right? Mitchell takes him to the ground. He's in a lot of trouble.
2: I believe you are correct. All right. So Barboza coming out with like a very leg kicky uh, pay per view we've we've had so far. I mean, at least Barboza
3: has some proven success with those leg kicks, and it's not
2: two Q-tips oh. flailing at each other. <laughs> Come on, give me give me some of that spin kick action, Barboza! Woo! Oh my! Another leg kick there from Barboza.
3: You got to capitalize on this. Mitchell's going to take him to
2: the ground. Yeah, Bryce is closing in on him. I think he's trying to see if he can get his timing down. So when he throws another kick, he'll be off balance and he can get yep. him down. And he
3: spun a couple times now.
2: But, you know, it's not like Barboza doesn't know what he's doing on the ground either. So we'll see what happens. No, no, for sure. Bryce not committing. So this is one of those deals where if Bryce doesn't start to make some moves here, he's going to lose this round simply due to inactivity.
3: Yeah, I'm surprised because I think most of his wins have been for him, like, charging in for the spear and taking him down quick, right?
2: hmm So, Edson Barboza is just circling around the cage, and Bryce Mitchell, happy to let him do it. Oh! Yeah. He threw a punch, but it was just an excuse to try to get uh, some control over the head. Edson Barboza is able to slide away. Oh! Bryce Mitchell with the big time punch there on Edson Barboza, <laughs> and he momentarily gets a, goes down on his butt. And now Bryce Mitchell is on him like a cheap suit, a yeah, cheap suit. Daniel, oh, yeah, he.
3: he cut him off. He steered him right to where he wanted him, and he shook him hard when he was taking that kick. Mitchell's in a good spot. Oh, I'm true. I'm
2: liking the groundwork here from Mitchell. Did you see? Yeah. uh Bar- Bar- Barboza tried to post with his hand, and Mitchell just took it right out from under him.
3: Like you're right, Barbosa's got some ground skills, but like this is what I thought Mitchell needed to do: take him down, control the ground, and he's got a good ground game.
2: Sean Comer with uh, uh with an amusing <laughs> amusing muse here. Violent, ki- <laughs> violent leg kicks everywhere, like a fucking Rocket riot, riot in this place.
3: Everyone knows you have to be at least five ten and blonde to be a
2: Rocket. You have to be blonde. Yeah. Okay, that's changed
3: uh, like in the last five years. But previously, like it's really stringent. It's crazy.
2: Just just all just all Norwegian blonde chicks, huh? Weights. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I think it's there's
3: a weight limit. There's a height limit. There's a hair color limit. And then and they measure how high you can kick
2: So, all right. So Bryce Mitchell controlling him against the cage here, just not giving him an ounce of space. He is right up in his guard, his grill, in his soul, just everywhere. I feel Patt- like this is the, the high... round. <laughs> the high crotch takedown is the highest percentage takedown attempt. The high crotch is the foundation of Khabib and DC success, not accidental.
4: There you
3: go. The Robert no arguments there.
2: <laughs> Good old high crotch, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> That man has legs that go all the way up to his waist. There
3: you go. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with nipples, and I was going to be like, that's some science.
2: <laughs> no, I actually had a friend say that. One. I was like, wow, she has legs that go all the way up to her waist. It's like, you mean where legs go? You're where the regular legs are? Yeah. Mitch is doing a good job, though, switching around
3: where he's, he's getting some blows in.
2: <laughs> Still working, just working from that guard position. My God, can we see another ground and pound finish tonight? I mean, Barboza is another...
3: barely holding on; he's barely keeping him up.
2: He has had to work a lot to stop Mitchell from progressing on his ground game, but it might just be enough to wear him down to where he can really do some damage in the next round. Because I don't think he's going to finish it in this first.
3: No, it's exact, but he's got to be exhausted at this point. Like. <laughs>
2: Jay J- Royce, <laughs> Jay Royce right now has the leading comment of the evening. It's a shame it's harder to be a rocket than it is to be a governor. Ba- ba- wrong, ba- <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like I'm focusing on the comments and the fight. I don't feel like playing with my buttons tonight. But yeah, that would be a... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I
3: think that New York's governor got the high crotch game on unlocked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there are quite a few governors throughout the United States on both sides of the aisle that got a good high crotching going on. Yeah, come on. All right. Uh, Edson Barbosa is trying to pull off fancy kicks here. It looks like he's got some blood under the nose. Uh both these guys are on their feet. This time yeah, we're this time we've got uh Bryce Mitchell who's circling against the cage. Edson Barbosa doesn't know what corner he's in. It's a mess. Edson Barbosa is not looking good. Like that not was a it. that that first round was about as long as World War 1. That, that was rough. the
3: full tank, and he's got to come out and start for the next round on his yeah, feet. Yeah,
2: for sure. Uh, I mean, that's... I feel like
3: the last fifteen seconds, he tried to like get some points back, but Mitchell mm-hmm. dominated that round.
2: Uh, Patrick Mal says Mitchell doubling up. Uh... <laughs> Mitchell doubling up body head like a body like a boxing body puncher working on a guy over in a corner. Well done. Agreed. And uh, Sean Comer welcoming into the streamer life. Yeah, man, this is what I do with my weekends. My wife has sexy chats. I do sexy uh, live coverage with Daniel Lasby. No, know. I'm just
3: going to put my microphone on mute for a minute. It's going to be great. I'm
2: just going gonna... <laughs> to leave me out here. To, I'll, just re- I'll just keep reading stuff off my schedule.
3: Listen, man, <laughs> if you're going to cover sports and you're going to pitch softballs
2: like that, I tell you. What. <laughs> uh, speaking of softballs, round two. Um. All right, get the stupid advertisement off the screen, like like right in the middle of the fight. Uh, tell the guys in the truck in the UFC to wake up. All right, so yeah, Eds and Barboza, I was just gonna say, is throwing some lazy, off balance punches, and Bryce Mitchell just took him down like he's supposed to.
4: Yeah.
3: Like, there's no way Barbosa can't hold on for this whole no, round, can
2: he? Yeah, like, we, we we've exhausted 30 seconds of a five minute round, and Bryce Mitchell is already on top of. <laughs> God, Bryce Mitchell's already on top of Edson Barbosa. As Sean Comer just sweaty with anticipation, saying, "You at least got to see some hip swivels. We sure did, Ollie." That's valid. <laughs> Price of admission paid. Just all kinds of swiveling hips like helicopters. It's like a hula contest. Uh all that to say, Bryce Mitchell is chest to chest with Edson Barboza, just right up in his guard. Oof. Is is Mitchell cut? Uh,
3: I don't, maybe I, it's just yeah. his eye. Looks like he might be cut on his left eyebrow.
2: That's possible. I mean, they are he is rubbing his head into. Edson Barboza's face. Yeah, it's some pretty heavy foreplay. <laughs> um, oh, it looks like there's some blood behind the ears there and on his shoulder. Woof. Okay. Well, that might be Edson Barboza who's cutting. He and Bryce is just wearing the blood <laughs> like Braveheart.
3: Yeah, it's smearing it all over himself like a yeah. battle cry.
2: Yeah. Had a girl do that to me on a date once. I was like, you got a little something here. She's like, Oh, yeah, mashed potatoes.
3: And then you he married
2: her. Almost. Um. <laughs> she, uh, she's, the that that away, she's the one that <laughs> got away, Daniel. She's the one that got away in the cop cars. <laughs> uh, you know me too well. All right. Anyway, back to the fight hey, if you're like, why aren't they calling the fight? Nothing's happening. Yeah, Barbosa's dead in the water.
3: He's bleeding hard. He's barely holding onto his guard. They switched from the middle of the mat
2: to against the fence. That's it. That's what happened in in all that nonsense. So what Bryce is doing, like I said, he's putting pressure on Edson Barbosa. He's making it difficult for him to breathe. He's not giving Edson Barboza a lot, not a lot of opportunities to reverse or grab wrist control or anything like that. And so at this point, he's just wearing Barboza's muscles out. And every so time Barboza, maybe Barboza can tries find to get
3: guard, he's just giving him a mm-hmm. shot here, there, and everywhere.
2: Yeah, and Edson Barboza looks way tired right now, just bleeding from above his eye. He's breathing. He's breathing with his mouth open. <clears throat> and Bryce Mitchell is desperately trying to pass guard. Uh, Edson Barbosa can't create enough space to get Bryce off of him. They're both standing, but Bryce has him by the back, and he forces him back to the ground again. Edson Barbosa inches towards the cage. Oh,
3: my God. This round is an eternity.
2: So, so Pat says that uh, he sees Bryce maybe finishing this off with a twister. guess we'll okay. see. Full cowboy country for thug nasty. <laughs> All right, so it looks like Mitchell's trying to pass here by bunching up the legs. Yep, he gets he gets his back. Uh, he's trying to get his back. We might see, oh, we might see another stoppage here by uh, ground and pound. I mean, Barbos looks bad. So Bryce is pounding on him, but I think he's trying. I think the objective here is to pound on him until he can give up the neck for a rear naked choke. Yeah. I'll tell you what, they might just stop it because he's getting pounded. He's just getting he's, murdered. Yeah, he's not. <clears throat> if Bryce throws a few more punches in there and he doesn't defend himself, that might just be enough to stop this. He's also bleeding really badly. I mean, like... He's that's not competitive at this there. point. No. He's hanging by a thread to be sure. Yeah, that's never a pleasant thing unless you like that sort of thing where someone's got their elbow on your neck. No,
3: not great. I mean, even if Barbosa comes out the backside of his round, which it looks like he
2: might, and he, he what do you, was, you come into three with he lost a piece of his ass in there that's for sure and pat's uh, pat's gonna venture with a hot take 10-8 round i'm almost inclined to agree with you i think i forget that that's an option but yeah if you could make a case for a 10-8 round here this would be the one to make okay all right and that's it you know just about uh, towards the end of the round bryce got off him gave him a little kick in the tushy and said that's to remember me by and now we're into round three
3: I mean, he definitely didn't come out of the backside of that round like he did the first one where he tried to put some pep back in his step.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So what do you think they're saying to Eds and Marboza in the corner? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> do you want to continue? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He, look at the replay there. He caught him coming in and then immediately took him down. That was some good, uh, good stuff there. All right, I mean, that's where, yeah, that's where he opened him up, right there with the elbow. Yeah. You're
3: spinning the heel kick coming out of the beginning of round three. That's his that's his only real chance. Because mm-hmm. you know that Mitchell's gonna want to take him down straight away. He's exhausted.
2: Yep. I don't think Edson Barboza could stop him now if he tried. No. If if Mitchell comes charging in
3: like he's he's done. So he's gotta he's gotta catch him with some big strikes or he or he's
2: over. All right, Jay says here comes the knee. Okay. Here. Uh, Edson Barbosa knows that he's got to you know, he's got to finish to win it. Agreed. And so he comes out hot and ready to dance.
3: Come on, Hail Mary for the win. That's what you got.
2: Oh, okay. Bruce Mitchell went for a, what looked like a, um, a, like a roundhouse, and Edson Barbosa caught him, and he knocked him on his, uh, and he knocked him on his butt.
3: I mean there's a the case we made like how tired is Mitchell at this point? I don't know. <clears throat> he said to work hard to keep him down.
2: Yeah, I mean that was that was a lot of energy expended to not get a tremendous amount going. He worked very very hard for very very little gain. And I'll tell you he came out a little looking a little tired too in this last round. Agreed.
3: And even arguably, like, a little tentative. I would have expected he would have come flying at him right out of the beginning of this round.
2: Well, there you have it. Bruce Mitchell, Bryce Mitchell, Bruce Mitchell, Jesus. Bryce Mitchell takes him down. Textbook. Absolutely textbook. Uh,
3: you're dead, Barbosa. Like, you got to get out of there, man. And I don't think you get the gas to do it.
2: Uh So... Mitchell is 4-4-4, 100% takedowns.
3: Yeah, and he loves that head under the chin, like just no room to breathe and no room to move.
2: So Pat, with uh, some analysis here for us to consider, Mitchell did well to disguise a takedown by throwing rear-hand leads. Level change, well camouflaged. I agree. All right, and now he's working to pass guard. Edson Barboza has him in a body lock. We might be at a stalemate here unless uh, he can create some separation and start pounding on uh, Barrosa. Because even if he doesn't necessarily knock him out, if he throws high enough volume from the guard, he might get a stoppage. He'll definitely win the round, for sure. And that's the fight. No, um, I mean, if
3: Mitchell was a bigger guy at this point, he'd lift him up and drop him hard.
2: Uh, we have less than half the round left and almost 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh oh, uh oh, uh. Oh. You asked for it. There it is. Okay. Well, that wasn't so much a slam it was a drop.
3: Well, I mean, he doesn't have the the weight for it, but I mean, that's what he's trying to do. You got to try to break him up. Yeah. Barbosa is exhausted.
2: And uh, yeah, Barbosa is just doing everything he can to at the very least stop any kind of forward progression for Mitchell. But all he is is just taking damage, he's just and barely know, hanging on. Right? I mean, he's hanging around. You know,
3: and as we talked about, like this is a huge amount of energy for Mitchell to be exerting, especially with that mm-hmm. lift to not really make any big headway. I mean, he's got control of him; he's got him down, and he's he's putting in shots here and there. But all
2: right. Uh, Pat here with some more analysis that Sean Comer has been saying he's loving. Uh, Mitchell made Barbosa have to hang on him. He didn't have anything in the tank, so he slumped off and Mitchell retained top position. Yeah, I mean, at this point... That's fair. uh, Barbosa is just hanging on for the ride and he's... um, I don't don't think Mitchell's going to finish this the way things are going unless Barbosa makes an, an egregious error, but... Yeah, it's been all one way traffic for Mitchell here.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, Barbosa's experience is really the only thing keeping him in this right now.
2: He's been in the UFC for a very long time. In fact, how old is he? Uh, let's see. Edson Barbosa is currently 36 years old, man. I think, you know, he might be considering what else he can do with his time his
0: uh let's see here
2: so his last fight was in august of last year and that was a loss he had two wins before that and then um and then he had three losses before that so he's like 50 50 here like has he had
3: any big wins that weren't big strike wins he, he clearly knows what he's doing on the ground like he's holding on and he's, he knows the right things to do just kind of like Keep Mitchell just away from where he wants to be, but.
2: Um, He had a decision against Amir Khani uh, October 11th of 2020.
3: Elbows to finish this round are just not high up.
2: All right, and I think we're done here. Yep. Yeah, they're hugging. No twister, Pat. No twister. Too bad. Yeah, would have been nice. That's always a fun one. I mean,
3: when we talk about what we talked earlier in the night, as far as like you got some TV time, make a good showing for yourself. I think I Mitchell looked okay, but like he, I don't think he dominated that in the way that he wanted to. I like the respect, though.
2: Indeed. All righty. Geez, there's a win. Hmm. <laughs> uh so Pat says that's probably a 108 and he's going to call it at 30 25 we'll be curious to see what the scores are here for this yeah I think that's I think, I think that's a up. good bet all right we'll see what happens here as we wait for the scores
3: I mean no doubt that Mitchell controlled it. no doubt that Mitchell got his points but like definitely not they like dominant put away of uh, an elder statesman that you think that you would want to go for. Barbosa looks rotted.
2: Wow, 30, 30, 25, 30, 26 and 30, 27. Yeah, man. All right. So uh, Jay Roy says Barboza has always struggled with guys who pressure him. It's very true. Fair enough. Barboza has, like I said, he's always had some like good like highlights, highlight wins in his career, but sure. uh, you know, not <clears throat> not always a consistent performer. He's got those exciting striking wins. All right. So we're gonna move on here. Uh, we're still in the ring there with Bryce Mitchell we are what coming up next we've got our co-main event uh Rafael Dos Años and Renato Miciano
5: Dos
2: anos I'm, sure I'm sure I mispronounced but that's fine uh, Renato
3: Mecano
2: uh Sean says it sounded just just listening to us that it should have been three, ten, seven 7 rounds I mean I I just call them as I see them you know I don't got a dog in this hunt but I you know I I know what I'm looking at Moicano, Pat says. Moicano. Pat's gonna take my hand and walk me across the pronunciation bridge and then throw me off of it. I think I said Moicano, Renato not I it, Rafael like, dos Años. I, I'm the one I'm doing doing the this sound, Moisano.
3: I mean, I feel like since we've thrown out the New York Jew pitch,
2: that you're staying true to your heritage. My father mispronounces mispronounces everything, and my grandfather mispronounces everything. So I come by it naturally. <laughs> it's like three generations of people born in this country who can't speak the language. I so... mean,
3: maybe you can get one of your kids to uh, pre-record all of the names of the people before you start, <laughs> and you just press a button on your magic pad. There
2: There you go. There you go. I'm just going to call. It, I'm just going to start calling everybody uh, uh, George and Steve. <laughs>
3: buddy green trunks against Steven the Black Trunks. Here we go. There
2: <laughs> we go. Uh so for those of you who are interested, the last time, the very first time Dan and I did a UFC pay-per-view was for the Ingano fight, where I told the the Ronda Rousey story, and then I used that for my TikTok. Uh we'll be we'll come back on the 9th for the Korean zombie fight just because I like the Korean zombie and there's no there's there's either no boxing or the boxing there is is on its zone. So uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, Taxes hey. are expensive in Canada. <laughs> we have a Chuck Liddell sighting. How about that? Um, But we've also we've done a bunch of we. Robert and I used to do them. Robert Winfrey and I used to do them all the time, uh, and he would split his time between doing his written coverage and this. And you know, good. You know, he did his best to try to stay. Focus on what he was doing for the site, but also being able to interact with me, but it became a little too much, and, you know, so eventually I stopped, but I liked uh, getting back into covering some of these bigger UFC fights. Sure. Sure. Um, as far as some more boxing that we've got going on, I mentioned the uh, Berlanga fight coming up on the 19th. Berlanga. Berlanga. Um, we've also got Miguel Burkelt versus Jeremiah Nakatila on ESPN on March 26th. We'll be back for that one. And then I'm going to let Daniel Lasby have the week off so that he can go be with his lovely wife for uh, WrestleMania. But the Podsman and I, first of all, we got a stacked week of wrestling ahead of us in terms of live coverage. We've got the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor because Tony Khan will not let that company die for some reason. And I'm gonna get Bill Yankovy of the uh that wrestling show here on wrestling uh, on the WTM network. He's gonna do that one with me. Um, once I get back from taking my kids to go see Morbius. And then the next day, April 2nd, at noon, we'll myself and uh, um, Christian of X Lapsed and whatever other comics he's covering will be doing NXT stand and deliver. And then it's night one of WrestleMania. We will either have one or all the podsmen for that one. And then on March 3rd, we've got um, oh, sorry, April 3rd. We've got night two of WrestleMania. Plus, we've got a whole bunch of everyone loves the bad guys dealing with the history of wrestling from the you know from the 80s all the way up through modern times. The indie siders are actually going to be covering a whole bunch of collective shows over the course of April, kicking things off with Effie's Big Gay Brunch and fear the gay agenda from last year the uh the all homosexual death match um so we're gonna catch up on that we've got joey janela's spring break and then somewhere in this mess that i've created of a schedule will be blood sport and for the culture for the culture daniel lasby don't you understand i love some culture and then we're back here for volkanovsky versus the korean zombie and then like, just three, four straight weeks of boxing awesomeness. Expensive. That's why you gave me the week off. That's why you <laughs> gave me the, like, take my wife out of town. Yep, because then I got you well into the summer. Um, We got Spence versus Ugas on uh, the 16th. We've got Tyson Fury versus Dillian White on the 23rd, which I am super-duper excited about. Woo! And then we've got Oscar Valdez versus Shakur Stevenson on the 30th. So, lot if you're enjoying these boxing... uh these boxing live uh, coverages that we do. We've got a whole bunch more planned uh, going well into May here. And Patrick's Patrick's just absolutely irritated with my pronunciations. He said, it's Bershelt. (laughs) Bershelt. God damn it. That's okay. You like
3: Shakur and you like Canelo, and you can say both of those. So you're in good shape. I
2: can I can say Tyson Fury. I know those words. Tyson Fury.
3: Tyson Fury can say it for himself. I'm pretty sure that you could to him to just send you a, a quick pronunciation of his name. And he would give you a five minute rundown of all the people and why they're shit
2: when he fought them. Um, Sean Comer says he's having fun with us and that he'll be back, which I'm happy about. I'm glad everyone's having a good time. We're here to have fun. Uh, and Jay, Jay has a philosophical question for us. He says, how did that idiot Tony Khan really pay 50 million for Ring of Honor? Probably because that. Because he saved all
3: that money on Cody and kicking his wife out.
2: <laughs> well, I, was thinking, I was thinking more of like, he's so like, how is it worth that much money? And it was probably for like any kind of licenses that they own or, you oh, know, yeah. you the, the they really did battle. like buy everything, you know, yeah. not, not, not just the wrestlers. So that's, that's where they came up with 50 plus that is a, I mean, when you're talking about an archive. You've got an archive of Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan, um, you know uh, CM Punk. I mean, look at what the WWE did with when they bought WCW, and they had that archive. The amount of DVDs and stuff that um, that they made with it—that's that's that's worth the price right there. I mean, it's streaming service alone, right? That's that's where the real value is. It's not really so much in the name or anything else. It's to have that tape library that you can just make oodles of content with and that is the name of the game as we know here on this great content fortress that is the and Broadcasting Network
3: Listen, you ask Chris Bailey the next time you talk to him about how many VHS copies of pay-per-views he owns and then how much he loves me and maybe his partner hates me because I gave him my last remaining VCR so he didn't have to throw them away (laughs) He will pay three streaming subscriptions to watch all that indie wrestling
2: Um so, Robert Winfrey posits that the whole, that uh, AEW is trying to market themselves to a possible streamer for a, for a nice, cushy deal, and mm-hmm. having the tape archive makes them that much more attractive. And then you
3: make that money right back. Who cares that you paid $50 million?
2: Yeah. I mean, look, first of all, I think the cons in, in AEW between the... The Jacksonville Jaguars and their actual business have more than enough money to piss away on a rinky-dink operation at $50 million like Ring of Honor. It's
3: actually just Tony's dad who's like, I hate talking to that kid. How much money do I have to give him <laughs> this month
2: to stay over there? <laughs> Sir, Tony's here. What does he want and how much will it take to get him away from me? <laughs> he says $50 million. Fine. Whatevs. I would... I personally... It's like, would, yeah, uh, I had to check. <laughs> I personally, if if, I, if Tony Khan's father says whatevs, that would just make my day.
3: Yeah. Oh my God, that would be the greatest.
2: Um. So, Robert wants to remind us that AEW is actually losing money at the moment, but they're on an upward trend. So, sure. All right. Robert Winfrey Again, has just been... lost his pants. Ru- Somewhere in Utah, pants are akimbo. As Rafael Dos Anjos enters the fray. Here we go. Yes, sir.
3: There's no pants to be had from crypto.com. Can't <laughs> even buy pants. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's no pants in hell, Daniel Asby. No pants.
3: I mean, that could go either way.
2: No, you can't. You just can't hate Rafael Dosan. I got to see him fight live in uh, Orlando.
3: He's ready to eat somebody's children.
2: (laughs) Patrick Mullen says, the gangster of glove. RDA stepping into the cage. I mean, I always
3: find it interesting when you get to this point to like even just the way that they hug their whole team. Some Mm. of them hug their whole team like they are sweet partners who cuddle in their spare time. Some of them like Raphael, hug their partners mm-hmm. like, this might be the last time I ever see you, and if I do, bury me in the ocean. These guys are both Brazilian, right? Uh, tell
2: you in a second. Um Good old Hanado there. Yes, they're uh, from Brazil. Yep, there's the flags right there, right there up go. on the TVs for us to uh, to know the knowledge. Thanks,
4: thanks
3: UFC, <laughs> ESPN.
2: Comer from uh, Sean Comer from the uh, from the tourism board at Utah. Utah is a picturesque state to be pantsless. I mean, listen, there's never a wrong time to be pantsless in whatever state you're in. I mean, Don't that's why you only way.
3: stream from the waist up. Come on, man.
2: Can I tell you how many naked podcasts I've done in my years before there was a camera? At least now I have to wear a shirt. This Although. Call
3: back for rubber pants.
2: <laughs> maybe. Uh. Although, I, I will tell you this much. Uh, there was I, I did not realize I was going to be on camera one night, and I did not have a shirt on, and I wasn't changing it. I was like, right. I was like, we're, do, we're doing this reaction. I'm not putting a shirt on. So instead, I, I grabbed a blanket that looked like a shawl. So there I am in my old lady outfit. Oh, Bubby. Good job. (laughs) Yeah, Bubby. That's right. Uh... (laughs) Jay Royce with the, they're talking in the comment section now. They're talking about like music to come out to. They're talking about Bloodsport or whatever. But this is a great, great one here. Someone needs to come out to Best of the Best by Hall and Stubblefield. Yeah, man. (laughs) Speaking of movies that you should review, Best of the Best. Great movie yeah let me throw it on the calendar for 2024 when I'll have time <laughs> I'm a little over oh come on <laughs> okay let's
3: see what more calendar can do here does Daniel's going to punch you
2: in the face <laughs> That's a fantastic. He is. I'm gonna he's right. I'm going to use you to sing a little more often. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Our co-main event. We've got, we've got karaoke now going in the comments.
3: Amazing. Karaoke That's it up. Right. Robert can put a sound clip on all his articles for 401 that he just starts with like a, a five second singing. It's going to be great.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Saturday, Saturday Night Singing Pat is the best, Pat. Woo! All right. Moicano. Moicano <laughs> has, is all over Dos Anjos. Yikes. Come on! This is not what I just said about Dos Oh, my God. Look this at down. the speed on him, man. He was all over Dos Anjos' back before Dos Anjos knew what hit him.
3: I mean, the pace of this is drastically different than the other matches we've seen already tonight.
2: Pat says trying to tap RDA is not the best idea. Legit black belt better try to score in the clinch. And tie-ups. And, and Dos Anjos currently uh, working through Moicano's guard. Yeah, yeah. he's going to get
3: that Brazilian jiu-jitsu on the go here.
2: Moicano's mm. able to get away, covers up, make sure that there's no uh follow-up with strikes. And now they're squared up again. Oh, Dos, An- <laughs> Dos Anjos don't want no mess at this point, man. He's like, no, 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 not again, not this time, not this little black duck.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, he looks like he just wants to slam him around a bit.
2: Yeah. All right. Moicano ducks underneath, goes for a takedown, abandons it, lands a few strikes, backs away. Up. Dos Anjos ducks under and gets a takedown. Yeah, Moicano's looking, looking like he's
3: losing that confidence in a hurry. It's almost like Dos Anios took that first couple flurries and was like, okay, I see what this is.
2: All right, Dos Anjos working from half guard now. Side control, rather.
3: I mean, I wish I could come up with the so that his disclosure agreement would be good. Like, Dos Anios's takedowns, even though they're coming back up from them, are just harsh
4: Mm.
2: all right we are almost the two minute mark here of round one of this five round fight
3: i feel like my kind of body language has shifted
2: drastically yeah
3: Toy Sanios looks like he's just waiting for that, that ripe opportunity.
2: Uh, this is a five round fight, Jay, because. um, Good question. <laughs> I actually don't know. Because good question. Who knows? Yeah.
3: Oh. <laughs> no clue here. I mean, there was talk that we well, kind of took this on short notice, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So maybe um, it was that
3: they just didn't want him to bury him right. a. a little
2: f- According to the wiki, a five-round lightweight bout between former uh, UFC light heavyweight lightweight champion rather, Rafael dos Anjos and Rafael Fiavel goes West was originally scheduled to headline <laughs> another UFC Fight Night, but it was postponed. Due to, this, uh, due to this event, due to visa issues with uh, Faisal. However, Faisal was forced to withdraw due to testing positive for a virus of unknown origin. He was replaced by Moikano and just four days' notice at a catch weight of 160 pounds, which does not explain why this is at five rounds. That's weird, man.
3: I mean, I personally just can't wait till you mispronunciate somebody's name, Dom Deluise. It's going to be amazing.
2: <laughs> at this no, point, I'm not even just
3: manhandling him.
2: Yeah. yeah, he really took that back this round in a hurry.
3: I mean, beyond the, the, the ground skills, like he just looks so much more physically strong.
2: Moikano mm-hmm.
3: just holding on for dear life. And I'll say, having just watched Barbosa go through that many rounds of being down and just guarding, Moikano does not look like he's got his guard controlled in the same way. Like, Años has opened him up like a can of tuna.
4: Yeah, all right. Well, Kyle, I, I think, think
3: we can look. Think... this was a mistake.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He that, that got away from him in a hurry. I think we can safely give that round to Rafael Dosanos. Agreed. Oof! Look at that head kick in the replay (sighs) from Dos Anjos. Yeah, duck under, boom, textbook takedown. That is a thing of beauty, my friend.
3: Yeah, he's got he's got it
2: Okay, so Pat, story time with Pat Mullen. RDA was having trouble making 155 during his run as champion, moved up to 170, found out that the big 155 are not the same as fighting at 170, dedicated a better cut and looking much better at 155 again. Very good, Pat. That's fair All right, round two. We'll see if Rossi- Rafael Dos Anjos can keep up the momentum. I mean,
3: unless Moicano comes out with like a flurry like he started the last one, he's in trouble.
2: Good sneaky left there from Moicano.
3: I think that's what he's got to do. I think he's got to take some quick shots and stay clean, right?
2: Yeah, for sure.
3: Get in, get out. I mean, this Dos Castagnoli is going to take you to the ground and work you over, so you got to remove that opportunity.
2: These guys are exchanging punches here, and Rafael goes for the single leg. Micano is able to get away.
3: That's that's what he's got to keep doing. He's got to stay clean. He's got to stay out of it. Get some striking points.
2: I had tell you what, man, Rafael dos Anos still got a good, good, pretty good hand speed.
3: He does for sure, but I mean. If you're Moicano, you had some you had some good shots right in the very beginning of that first round. You had some success with that. You had no success on the ground. And we've talked a hundred times about guys who don't shift gears and change their strategy after they're they're not being successful. So kudos to him to say, like, hey, listen, I got worked over on the ground. That didn't work for me. Even if Doseno can throw some bigger shots, I have a better chance on my feet. Take, until you take fifteen or twenty shots, Dos Anillos I think has a really big striking percentage too, right?
2: I believe so. Yes. Yeah.
3: What yeah, kind
2: of reconsider this, this match <laughs> as a whole? I think RDA just forced him to the ground. He got back on his feet again, right quick. But he's RDA still hanging on to his waist. Still got that back control. All right, he lets him loose, but he sends him home. You know, lets him loose with a big punch to the head.
3: I let you loose but there's a price to be paid.
2: Yeah. Receipt, baby. All right. And Rafael and Moicano lock up. I was curious to see if Rafael would get underhooks there and take him down, but they separated. You know, moicano has got some good uh good combinations, good techniques in his punches, but it's not able to land enough of them to really make a difference. I mean, I think he's a good fighter.
3: I think he's just not He's not leading the pace and he's not he's not able to stop Sanio's doing what he wants to do
2: yep and Rafael de takes him down yeah all right Rafael de working from half guard. Yeah, Pat uh, making a mention that Moicano is breathing very heavy. We he he might is. be – this might end in the third round the way he's going. We've got a little yeah. less than a minute and a half left.
3: He's been up against the cage a couple of times. He's putting a lot of effort in, in just trying to keep Desenius locked in and not going for the, the full mount.
2: Yeah. Pat once again saying that Moicano is just gassed out, which yeah. is going to give – which. All things considered, is going to give Dos Anjos the opportunity to advance his position and maybe end this thing with a submission.
3: Yeah, that's super fair. He's gone for that. He's gone for that back hold a couple of times too. So, <laughs> just no
4: space
3: for Moikano to get a breath in. Like at this point, you haven't been – you had had some success but not super successful on your feet. You mm-hmm. have had no success on the ground. If you're Moicano, what do you do?
2: And Right now you get – so Jay, Jay was saying like I wish they'd mix up more elbows. Oh, Rafael may have heard you because he just slammed a few of them it's into like, Moicano's head.
3: I like that idea. I'm good <laughs> for it.
2: God, there was a UFC fight many, many years ago where the first fight, the fight, fight just ran across the cage, throwing elbows, and it ended in, like, seconds. Well, we've that's talked about ever. this before.
3: Like, I'm a little surprised from a striking standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu is a very versatile fighting style, but I'm, I'm a little mm-hmm. surprised how little Muay Thai they bring in when it comes to knees and elbows.
2: Yeah. That's, that's something that I've said as well is that Everyone wants to be, you know, wants to do the Roy Nelson, you know, windmill straight arm punch or, you know, they get so committed to doing want to do knockout punches. Like, hey, you're doing a lot of close in fighting. You, you can use elbows here. It's OK.
3: Oh, yeah. And like like you look, at, you look at some of those Taiwanese leagues and stuff like that where the guys are fully locked up and they're still bringing up knees and they're bringing in back elbows and forward mm. elbows and are just breaking people open. Uh, I'm surprised how little that seems to be uh, a fighting style that gets incorporated by these fighters. Oh, my camel just looks... He looks gassed. Yeah.
2: We're curious to see if he gets a second wind here or if Rafael Dos Anjos finishes it now in a hurry. I just... I. But the way this is going, though, I can't see, especially with there being another two rounds after this. I don't see this going the distance.
3: Well, Micano's not winning on points right now. And I don't know what his corner was telling him, but like, uh, uh, even from a Hail Mary standpoint, he hasn't been really successful getting in on Dosenos. So I don't even know where he's going. Like, he looks like he's just holding on for the ride.
2: Pat says that this is probably going to end with Dos laying in a big, uh, big strike.
3: Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I mean, like, like you said, he finished up that last round with some of those elbows.
2: Mike Cano's uh, real tentative. I was going to say, like, hit, like his button might be pushed in just because he's gassed. Pat's suggesting that RDA should go for the body. I'm inclined to agree with him. Yep. Yeah, look Just at that. Some hurt on. Big kick to the big kick to the torso. Goes to shoot the single. Wasn't totally committed to it. was able to pull away. up RDA lost his footing there. Mycano tried to go for a takedown too, but he was back on his feet too quickly. Come on. I mean, Dosaniels looks fresh. All right. was starting to land some strikes now. Okay. So uh Dos has 55 significant strikes, 55% significant strikes. And my canoe was thirty nine percent.
3: Okay, I'd say that's in line. So Senius definitely looks like he's looking for that opportunity to finish it, though. Yeah, looking for that opening for like a quick, quick shot or a quick takedown. My Kanato's getting some jabs in, though.
2: God, you look how cut up my canoe's face is. Oh, he's brutalized. Uh, Jay says that Moicano should utilize that uppercut more. He says that, uh, oh, big head kick. Big, big head cocky. kick in RDA. Yeah, I think we're about to see the end of this thing. Getting big cocky. head kick from RDA and down went Moicano. RDA all over him with the ground and pound.
3: I mean, it was 10 seconds ago that Moicano put his hands down and called him mm-hmm. like he, he could take it all day.
2: I was starting and to talk then. about that uppercut being there for him and then boom, he got blasted in the head. Uh, Rafael Des- they got to stop this. He's yes. just taking punches. Yes, oh, he's not hell. defending himself. He just- he's done. He's done. How do you? <laughs> I mean, I Come guess. Come on. I- How I guess- this going on? My well, mycano, they-, they didn't stop it. And by the time that they, it was an opportunity two had passed. Uh, now you know. Now he's got Rafael dos Anjos. You know, trapped chest to chest. Yeah, Pat suggesting that Maccano's corner should stop it, but like right now, I mean, it's not winning the fight, but he's not getting actively beaten up. And I say that as now Rafael dos Anjos works in the short elbows.
3: Yeah, he's he's going nowhere. Like you're just taking damage at this point. Yeah. Like I really respect the guys who who want to fight it out, who want to make a good showing for themselves, but there's a there's a law of diminishing returns when you're just getting beat up. Well, there's still two more rounds, right? This is round three. This is round four.
2: Yeah, round three of a weird, a weirdo co-main event five-round fight for no apparent reason. I, I can mean, only assume I, I mean, they again, made it a like, five-round fight because got they some good shots back. in there. I, is, I think this is one of the situations where because they don't have a really strong like title fight here, it's like ah, well, we'll just do two five-round fights and that that'll give people, you know, it'll make it worth people's money.
3: And you think it'll go? Like, I don't go the distance, maybe.
2: <sighs> Rafael is uh, putting a lot of pressure now on Moicano.
3: I mean, Dosanio's is in the driver's seat. I just I just cannot see the, the path to victory for Moicano. I would
2: like to see him open up more with those elbow. He, he's, he's right there with it. He, he, he'll give two short ones, and then he'll stop and just keep going he, until the ref stops it. Well, he seems to be
3: delivering in waves. It seems to me that he goes, he goes big offense, and then he kind of waits for mm-hmm. a little bit, and he goes big offense, and he waits. So maybe he's just gathering up his steam.
2: Well, the other thing I think he might be trying to get himself in position for maybe a crucifix, but again, an elbow finish is right there for him. Yeah, Moicano
3: doesn't have the the wherewithal to defend himself against an aggressive elbow mm-hmm. attack.
2: I think some of these jujitsu guys also get very like fixated on, oh, I got I got to work for the submission, I've got to work for the submission. You got to adjust on the fly when opportunities present themselves. That's what you have to do. Yeah, you could you could put this away right now. Moicano is yeah. just barely hanging on. Yeah, look. First of all, he looks like he went through the, the glass. Yeah. I mean, look, look at his face. You open up a few more cuts and they'll stop this. All right. That is the end of round three. I we are into the championship rounds that are not like Virgo championship. <laughs> Meanwhile,
3: Renato Hamburgo coming back out for round four.
2: All right. If you're hanging out with us in the chat, uh, if you're just watching, you want to join in on the fun here. I have my friends from the Rattle Legend Broadcasting Network just following along, giving us their fight insights. Uh, If you've been quiet, hey, be a friend. Join in. Make a comment.
3: If you make t-shirts, sing out and tell Mark how you can make his new line of properly named t-shirts with his 73,000 hours of content and one (laughs) planners.
2: Put it on a t-shirt, Mindy.
3: Uh,
2: Put it on a t-shirt. Mindy is also going to be one of our t-shirts. Yeah,
3: come on. Like,
2: (laughs) dude. That's
3: it. I'm calling up Cody. He knows how to make a t-shirt.
2: He certainly does. And a and terrible a neck ten tattoo.
3: for you before the end of this fight.
2: And a terrible neck tattoo. Oof, will you look at the left eye there on Mycano? I th- yeah, they're calling in the doctor. He's mangled. Doctor, doctor give me the news. He's mangled. What? I, that left eye looks like it's shutting. Yeah, you he's know, giving the test. All right, it's not totally shut yet. Let's see what the doctor says. All right. Like, what continue. do you get out of this round
3: for if you're more accountable? What are you getting out of this?
2: I mean, I think for him, I mean, this pride on the line. He doesn't want to, doesn't want to have an opportunity to wrest uh victory from the jaws of defeat. Yeah. But then again, he's gotta he's gotta change up his the routine here. He can't just depend on, you know, a lucky punch or whatever, or for DeSanios to be gassed. he's gotta put the work in.
3: I mean, I just don't see where he goes with it. I don't see that he's dominating. I don't see that he can take him to the ground and dominate. I don't mm-hmm. see that he can outstrike him at this point. Although I will say in round three, he had some good shots. He did stagger Dos Anjos on that one. Although whether he staggered him or whether Dos Anjos tripped is an argument to have.
2: The other thing that's, that you have to consider is that he has no answer right now for Dos Anjos' takedown. And he needs to get one quick, fast, in a hurry.
3: Yeah. And his corner didn't give him any advice on what the next step was. His corner was like, Hey, can you stand up and see?
2: <laughs> oh, Moccano's opening up on him. He's just laid in some pretty hefty strikes. Okay. Okay. All right. Boom. Go big, down man, goes Moicano. Or or go down. Down goes Moicano. <laughs> So Pat Mullen uh, mentioning that the actual commentary are fawning over uh, some of the strikes here, but their arm punches, not effective. Listen, Joe
3: Rogan knows a punch when he sees one, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Terrific.
3: He spoke with someone in Russian
2: earlier tonight. (laughs) He can see Russia from his house. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> all right, so Rafael Dos Ani is just not giving Moicano any room to breathe here. No, this is He a is movie. all up in his grill. He is working from the half guard position. He is right on top of him. He is putting on the pressure.
3: Lean that shoulder. in. Just smothered. I mean, short of a short of an eye rake or a low blow myan's not
4: getting out of this.
2: No, and, and to your point before and Pat's point also, it might they might want to consider just throwing in the towel McCanll's corner because at this point he's just taking punishment for no good reason. but you know you never know. we've seen fights, we've seen fighters lose sure. twenty four minutes at of twenty five and in that last minute, they, you know, they throw some sort of like spitting heel kick or something, and they end up winning the fight. So I mean, the you can never can You can turn it around. I mean, it's not like they have anywhere else to be. You know, you know, you got twenty five minutes to work. You got to use them.
3: Well, I mean, we saw Holland and Oliveira earlier tonight. Holland looked like a bum in round one, <laughs> and then he put it to bed like thirty seconds in
2: round two. That's what I'm saying. You know, your luck could change on you in a hurry. Comer, uh, Sean Comer suggesting, you know, Chris Lieben, Akiyama being people who start off slow and end up pulling out the victory in the end in the ta-da time.
3: And if I thought Moikano was wearing him down, if I thought that the strategy was, let Doisanyos bring everything he's got until he's absolutely out of gas and then take the opportunity to put it away.
2: All right. Uh, I think looks, I don't know if this is the right terminology for it, but it looks like, Rafael dos Anjos might be going for a guillotine. Yeah, put it away. Just just choke him out, man. Pat Mullen bringing up a an excellent point. You do have to remember that Moicano did this on four days notice. Yeah, no, for sure.
3: Uh, like I, re- I was saying earlier, I re- recall hearing that he had it was a really short turnaround to make mm-hmm. a fight happen here. In four days. You can't analyze enough or prepare yourself for a fighter of Dosanios' caliber. Yeah, like the fact that he's held on at this point for four rounds with four days' notice is admirable for sure.
2: Rafael Dosanios has controlled most of this fight from the ground. Yeah, um, an average of over three minutes. Oh my god! For each round so far, which no wonder. you know, no wonder Moicano is gassed. Sure, he's just holding on. Like
3: it like Dosanios goes up and he hits him with some elbows and he leans down and he gets him with a shoulder and he's got a pin. Moicano's arms are up, down, in and out, and just pressing to keep from being decimated here. And that's before the two or three different cuts. Mm-hmm. Like he's taking he's taking a lot of elbows in this last minute and, mm-hmm. and a
2: half. With ten seconds to go in round four. Uh McCano is back on his feet. <sighs> but he is a bloody mess.
3: Yeah. He took a and lot it, of a lot of elbows on his side down by the cage.
2: <laughs> Patrick Mullen says stop it between rounds. Let's not even go to round five. I agree. Micano is messed up.
3: I mean, he's technically defending himself, but he's really not.
2: He's got cuts all over him. I mean, look at that. Like, there's a couple of cuts where he is just bleeding profusely. Uh, yeah, you, Jay's saying they should cut it. They're talking to the doctor. I, I can't imagine this is going to go on much longer. No, I think with one here.
3: He had a face full of hamburger. And even coming out of that round, like, he rolled into the cage. Is he on his feet? 100%. Is he been valiant in the face of defeat? 100%. But he's getting torn up.
2: Yeah. Okay.
3: Like his eyes yep. cut, his forehead is cut, his nose is bleeding.
2: All right, I think they're gonna have him inspected by the doctor here. We'll see what happens. He's checking out that eye. That seems to be where the uh, the concern is.
3: The ref looks like he's saying the corner's not going to stop, but somebody's got to do it.
2: All right, the doctor's talking to the referee. Keep waiting for him to like step back and you know do the arm wave.
3: Yeah, just give it, just give it an X, man.
2: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what there is to deliver. Corner's saying he's ready.
3: This corner is on drugs.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is, this might not be tremendously responsible. Yep. Despite the fact that Pat and Jay both think this should be stopped and that this is pretty gross, here we go, round five. Come on.
3: He's got more Vaseline and blood on his face than he does skin at this point.
2: The doctor actually said it was reasonable to stop it, according to Jay, in our chat. I mean, I would have. I don't, I wouldn't have let him continue. No.
3: I mean, so, I mean, the hope is RDA puts this away fast now. Come on.
2: This might be the longest fight of the whole card because I don't think Colby Covington and um, Covington and Jorge Masvidal is going to go all five rounds. But now that I've said that,
3: <laughs> you did say that aloud, mm. I, and I and I'm still a little surprised by the lack of stoppage. They stopped fights earlier in the night that were less messed mm. up than this.
2: Yeah, for sure.
3: And even like a couple of seconds ago, of went for that spinning back back fist. There's nothing behind it. It actually almost looks like like Dosanios is like feels bad for him.
2: All right, Rafael Dosanios gets a big takedown. He's got three minutes and thirty seconds to put the work in okay. to go for a finish. He's just working him over.
4: Ah, yeah.
2: We'll see what he does here. Rafael Desen- is looking to pass. Uh, oh, fought him off and they're yeah. back on their feet. Mocano fighting back. I mean, pride is a hey, I like what I'm seeing from Mocano now and he he knows that he's lost this fight big time every single round and that the only way to stop the only way he's going to get a win is with a stoppage. So he's throwing. Yes, yep. throwing with authority, at least that's as much as you right muster do. in his current condition. If
3: you're going to be here, that's the right thing to do.
2: Yep. Moikano was able to stuff stuff a take down there. It's been wily. Yeah, you know, despite the fact that we talked about him being, you know, gas and it being four days' notice and all of that, he's done a fair amount, you know, to keep up with RDA. Sure. He I'm looks
3: not, like Popeye after a bar fight, but come on.
2: Yeah, he got
3: he got messed up, you know.
2: He took oh. over the course of four rounds a lot of successive elbows.
3: I mean, I'll tell you what this this tells me about Moicano, and I wouldn't necessarily have known this earlier, but I will say I would be interested in seeing what he can bring to a match with a proper lead up, with a proper prep time. If Mm -hmm. he can go the distance in a match like this, which is a mugging (laughs) with four days, it does speak volumes about your, your, your standby conditioning and the type of fighter that you are.
2: Agreed. Oof. Big swing there from a kind of yeah somebody um they're showing on the the graphic on the on the screen There's what a battle from damon john or whatever it was on twitter and that's the thing like like this is definitely a fight of the night contender here as it's just been you know two guys hanging in there not wanting to give an inch but Josh daniels has pretty cleanly won every single round so far oh yeah
3: He's controlled and dominated every round. Mike had some moments. He said the moments where he looked really good. And and again, kudos to his ability to hang around. Mm-hmm. But but you can't say at any point that he was in control of a round.
2: Mm-hmm. And he's had some pretty good landed strikes on Joe Sanyos. I mean, he you know, he's tried to stay in the much in, in as much of the fight as he can. We have less than a minute here. Uh, Pat wants to know if Holland versus Oliver is still fight of the night. I don't know. I think this one might be fight of the night. I think so too.
3: I think I think Holland did clean up early in round two, but he looked like a bum in round one. I don't think at any point, even though he's going to lose this this match and he's going to lose it resoundingly, mm-hmm. at no point did Moicano look like he had no business being there.
2: No, and he and he's fought through adversity, you know, and it's not like Dos Santos was scoring any number of submissions on him, he roughly stayed in the same same spot. Kept his guard up. He he got back up a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. With his nails. uh, Good old buck here. Get away from my beehives. (laughs) The the last 30
3: second haymakers are my favorite.
2: I am going to leave you in charge here for just a moment. Well, I take a momentary break and then you can tell the group, good people, what the scores are. Though I suspect it's going to be like 50 45 or 50 44. Yeah, I Uh, think that's going to be a 10 point spread. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'll be right back. Yeah, man.
3: And as we wait for the scores, I also want to hear from you in the comments what you think about the mouth from the South Colby Covington has in this final round. Ah, you're just looking at my kind of like gladiator. For sure. Walks to his corner. For sure. I mean, he cut, man. He wants no part of it. But he... He's going to go home and put his face in an entire freezer. Just... Just tough to watch. But again, kudos for him hanging in there. Kudos for him short notice going around. Keep a good fight on the card. And... And sorry, Robert, I think this was a better match than the Holland match. I, I I didn't think at any point that either one of these guys looked like they weren't ready or they weren't given their all. I think it was a grind for sure. And RDA definitely like put the boots to him. But it's 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 tough to watch those last rounds when your corner won't call it and you don't call it because you got the pride to hang in there and really make a name for yourself. And just just take excessive damage. Oh, I'm having a little bit of lag on my feet waiting for the scores to come up. Good sportmanship as they come out of it. I mean, I think I think RDA knows that he was in a good fight though. A couple of those last shots got him roughed up a good bit. And as we wait, well, you might not wait. I'm still having a bit of a lag here on my feed. Just waiting for those scores to come up. Thinking up nice ways to help Mark with his annunciation and pronunciation as we go forward. Pat, maybe you can send me a pronunciation cheat sheet with the, the linguistics breakdown before these fights as we go forward in future matches. Long ease, short ease. Inside, upside, outside. Taking a little longer on the scores than I had
1: expected.
3: But Rafael Dos Anjos gets the win. Decision unanimous. I think that was pretty... Pretty straightforward call. No real surprises there. Dos Anjos clearly steering the ship. I mean, uh, I think back about the forty-nines. You get two forty-nines on that. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that any one of them wasn't a fifty-point round for Dos Anjos, but that's okay. Moicano, big heart? Not not a full blowout from the scorecards. Six-point difference, really, on the average. Good fight, all in all, by both fighters. Moicano definitely needed that extra time to prep. Maybe would have hung in a little bit better. RdA showing that he is all around in his ability to both strike, take to the ground, and control that. Maybe the forty-nine points is that RdA kind of let off the gas a little bit in that last round. I mean, uh, understandable when you look at Moicano and how much he got beat up and how bad his shape he was, and you know that the doctor. You know that the doctors are looking at him, but that's two rounds in a row we had to take a look at him to see if he was good to go for the for the final fight. So maybe he loses a little bit of points as he takes his foot off the gas in that final round. But again, you know my feelings of that. I would argue that that's the right thing from a sportsmanship level. You know you've got in the bag. Don't take your foot off the gas so much that you're going to lose on a big pop, but I'd sacrifice that 50 point to the 49 point for the sake of not putting in a man in an nobility where he can never come back. As we get ready for that last round, remember in those comments, if you have any thoughts on what you think, if you think that Covington is going to make a good showing for himself, back up that sauce, full barbecue styles. Or if you think, and as I less than secretly hope, Masvidal is going to come in and put him a little bit in his place, feed him a little bit of humble pie, maybe take a new york bagel and hand it out on a platter i wouldn't be sad about that can't wait to see what the entrance music looks and maybe listen maybe there'll be some excessive hip work trying to keep up with earlier in the night as they make their entrances through i'm also always interested by the advertising that gets put into UFC matches T-Mobile I don't know if that's as family friendly as you want it to be but that's okay crypto.com you know where you're at can't wait for that Jared Leto Mark Radulich match of the night and as always A little bit of shot here, there, and anywhere for the audience for those stars that you can find out. The Supernatural team in the building. I can't wait for Mark to, like, completely give up his his allotted freedom and any vestiges sleep for him to break into just reviewing full seasons and runs of TV shows. Pat, you'll be able to give him the gears on Jennifer Aniston's incredible performances in Friends or lack thereof. Just waiting now for the camera. And as I hear with a shirt short of the Cape, the return of Mark Radulich.
2: Yeah. If I can <laughs> hit the right button and not take myself out of a, <laughs> you, you didn't leave the studio altogether this time. That's true. Um, I, that's the second time I've done that. All right. So I'm sure you've already read off the scores. It was probably about what we thought it was going to be.
3: Yeah, it was, uh, I said there I was a little confused. He got two 49s and only the 150 for RDA, which I, I can only guess. It's because it seemed like he took his foot a little bit off the gas in that last round. But also, mm-hmm. when you see the doctors go to the corner on back-to-back, end of round three yeah. and end of round four, I mean, can you blame him? I don't know.
2: Yeah, uh, 50-44, which I'm not at all surprised about. 49-44. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, where did that other point go? <laughs> yeah, like, what, how did he lose a point? I don't understand. Um, last don't, well, one was
3: uh, also
2: 49-44, I think. Um, yeah, it was 49-45, 49-44, and fifty forty four. So That's an interesting mix. Yeah. All but right, no surprise, unanimous decision. his um, decision. So, Robert had it actually 50-43, and uh, it looks like they gave cano the fifth round there. So all right, wait, we got another hype package here for these uh former friends, now bitter rivals, Jorge Masvidal, the game bread, if you will, versus versus the um, chaos, Colby Covington. Uh, who believes in the three R's or whatever it was. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Rednecks, Red Salsa, <laughs> the three eyes. You no, know, it's uh with integrity, intelligence, and intermittent, <laughs> explosive intermittent disorder. Yeah. Intelligence, intensity, and integrity. Thank you, Robert. Robert has the mind of an elephant.
3: There you go, Robert.
2: And the Pat, maybe, grace...
3: uh, maybe Covington could be a stand in for one of the Wahlberg movies. It'll be great.
2: He has the memory of an elephant and the social grace of a hippo. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Man, it's going to take you
3: apart in print one of these days.
2: Um, all right. <laughs> Make America great again. What a troll. All right, so let's recap here. What do you think about this fight? Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal.
3: Well, I was saying a little in the break and seeing if anybody had any different thoughts. I I think Covington can win it. I mean, I think he's got the technical know how to back it up. I love a mouthpiece to get punched in the mouthpiece. <laughs> I think Masvidal is talented enough to make it happen. I don't know that he's he's going to bring his A-game, but I wouldn't mind Covington getting punched in the MAGA hat, you know, just for a time.
2: <laughs> Pat wants to remind us all that it's not just Colby Covington, who's a big Trump supporter, but also uh, Jorge Masvidal. Ah, it's too bad. Well,
3: that throws my entire enjoyment plan at the We world.
2: are all entitled to our opinion, sir.
3: That's true. That's true
2: Uh, let's see. I favor Colby, but Jorge can win, and it won't shock me. But this is a bad stylistic matchup for Jorge. That was what I was saying at the top of the pay per view. I said I don't know how well it's going to go for Jorge Masvidal if Colby Covington just takes him to the ground for 25 minutes and ties him up. Like I, mean, I don't. Gotta, gotta
3: both know each other inside and out, right?
2: Hmm. I will be curious to see if this end. You know, they they showed the cl- the clip there of when Jorge Masvidal knocked out Funky Ben Askren with the, uh, the flying knee in the first like, seconds of their fight, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see if he do- will do that here, if he'll just run over Covington before Covington has an opportunity to you know, figure out what to do with Masvidal.
3: Just come in like a windmill of death. Yeah. And it's a, it, it, you said, know, if, you, if you're worried about Covington being, being that much better than you on the ground, that's, that's the right strategy. Shocking
2: up. Robert says he might try, but it might not work. I mean, of course, there's no guarantees here. But uh, I think, like I said, if Jorge Masvidal rushes Colby Covington, I think he has a better than average chance of finishing it uh, in the first round. However, if Colby Covington if – he, if, he's, if he's tentative in there and Colby Covington is able to u, you know, utilize his wrestling, I don't think Vidal stands much of a chance of getting out of here in less than 25 uh, decision. Right. So Patrick Mullen, somewhat agreeing with me here, says, Jorge has 90 – I'm just going to put this up on the board. Uh, Jorge has 90 seconds to win the fight. He cannot maintain the pace that Colby pushes. Every sparring video we've seen has sh- shown Colby ragdolling him. Also, Colby has taken bombs from Usman. Usman is not the diverse fighter-creative striker that Masvidal is, but he absolutely hits harder and couldn't take Colby out of their rematch, and Jorge went to sleep with one right hand. That's all very valid, Pat. Okay. Okay. So right now, I think the odds are leaning in Colby Covington's favor. What, uh, what, oh, what yeah, do you it like from from DraftKings?
3: Uh, under of 320 for Covington, over 250 for Masvidal.
2: All right, so it seems like everybody is leaning in uh, everybody wants to make America great again. <laughs> America's great.
3: Give yourself some credit.
2: Yeah, we're all right. You know, we're like a you know, we're like a 7 in a dimly lit bar. All right. <laughs> you know, after you we're like you know, we're like a uh, 6 or a 7 if you've been on Tinder for a while.
3: Listen, man, beer goggles <laughs> do miracles. You just hold it together over there.
2: There are a lot of marriages that uh, the the base of the marriage was beer goggles.
3: Yes, that's fair. Although I live in Newfoundland where the base of the marriage is. It's so goddamn cold outside. Want to go in?
2: (laughs) I'm not really interested in sleeping with you, but I sure am cold. It's cold. (laughs) And wet, and I had fish for dinner. Let's get out of it. (laughs) I have not paid my electric bill and my apartment is cold. Let's go to your place. Uh, can Can I just throw out there that dating sucks? I just want to make that clear
0: dating sucks
2: dating does suck and it's got infinitely weirder apparently in recent history
3: i i just know. like i've told my wife drunkenly before and Mm -hmm. she lets me get away with it because i was drunk but (laughs) if she were to leave me tomorrow my my turnaround time for returning to the military and having someone feed me clothe me and me not need to worry about anyone else (laughs) would be very
2: short so we have a debate going on now because Robert uh, agrees with us and says we got out of the... <laughs> we pulled the ripcord and jumped out of the single plane at the right time. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, but Pat's out there having fun. So it's just... Listen, I happen to know uh, from various <laughs> experiences and details that dating... Is, if it doesn't suck, it's absolutely weird. Well, I'll tell you, i
3: definitely benefited from the the period of going to theater school where it was... Uh, captive pond based on the fact that the majority <laughs> of other male competitors
2: were not competing gotcha a lot of, a lot of guys sitting on the bench and other things Arr.
3: i mean they weren't sitting on the bench they just weren't competing with me and i was super okay, with okay. that. It was,
2: a, it was a different sport <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep all 100%.
2: right and here he comes i'm gonna put the volume up for this
3: He doesn't care about it. They were the best of friends. They are now the worst of enemies. And they have one pickup truck larger than the other.
2: I think Colby Colby, Colby Covington should come out one day in a milk truck.
3: Milk truck would be incredible. Riding <laughs> on a horse, also exceptional. I actually wish that he would come in in the Tesla truck. That would be
2: absolute banger it is a it is genius to come out to kurt angle's music i mean look there are some guys we talked about this with like tyson fury and some others there are just some guys that get it they really do they know this is show business yeah i mean you're getting paid to fight but you're getting paid for the lead up as well look you got to put you got to put asses in seats and you know there's so i mean on any given weekend there's so many fights going on at every level uh of the sport and various sports of fighting you gotta you know you gotta do what you need to do to get yourself seen known i mean yeah they're they're competing with bare knuckle boxing and pillow fighting for christ's sake what are you gonna do to make yourself known to the people conor mcgregor would argue with a desk lamp and people would pay to see it that they would see him fight a desk lamp (laughs) and maybe
4: win
1: we're not oh my
2: god i i you know the boxers, the boxing fans, boxer, boxing match was Mayweather-Pacquiao, but boy did that fight drive people crazy. But I'll tell you what, even Mayweather knew what he was getting into with Conor McGregor, and it showed every round of that fight. One hundred percent. That was that was fun to watch, but not as a boxing fan, as more of a fan of Scheidenfraud. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colby Covington, former interim UFC welterweight champion, second most takedowns in UFC welterweight history, fifth most wins in UFC welterweight history.
3: Ranked number one right now.
2: Yeah, but I don't think they're going to give him another shot at uh, Usman. If he's had two already. I can't
1: imagine.
2: All right, here we go. It's Colby Covington gets into the ring. Yeah. Just full of pith and vinegar.
3: Rolling in.
2: <laughs> Sipping American on American.
3: Leave before we showed up.
2: <laughs> We're singing two different songs.
3: Oops, sorry, sorry, sorry.
2: So, no, Are we- you singing a real American Hulk
3: Hogan
4: version?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the UFC, your leading brand in sports and entertainment.
4: <laughs> hey yo. <laughs>
2: For over 20 years, the leader in sports entertainment, the ultimate fighting championships. Somewhere uh, Dana White is in a stroke. Somewhere Dana White is seeing what he can hatch out of an egg on uh, on Thanksgiving.
3: That's also fair.
2: <laughs> hey, Vince McMahon has left a legacy of nonsense in his uh, in his wake.
3: He's still making money at it.
2: He's you know, did you hear he's gonna induct the Undertaker into the Hall of Fame? I yeah. honestly hope he, I I honestly hope that like it's a hologram and somebody else is doing it because if he actually has to like do the uh the induction and the speech, it's going to be a rambling mess.
3: I don't know how he'll not be a character and also not cry and also not inject himself with pure testosterone <laughs> three times during <laughs> it.
2: Pat Mullen with the hot take of the evening at our UFC coverage. Undertaker. Undertaker sucks Sin. <laughs> He's not a not a huge fan. <laughs> uh oh. Clucky has entered the building. Have I told you about the legacy of Clucky? Uh, no,
3: but I'm sure it's sexually entwisted.
2: It's not. Um, um, I, the, look. Most of my gags are sexual. Are, are uh, <laughs> most of my gags? Most of my gags are sexual. But that's not what we're here to discuss right now. Um. <laughs> That I
3: that's your that's your third softball of the night, and that <laughs> is going for the fence.
2: Anyway, um, no, uh, Clucky. We used to talk about that. You know, judging in boxing and MMA was so bad that it was done by a giant chicken, which we sure. totally ripped off of of Animaniacs. You know, Chicken Boo. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, um, whenever we would talk about bad judging in combat sports, we would always say, "Oh my god." You know, that was Clucky or Clucky is judging, something along those lines. And so Pat just mentioned that Sal Diamato is judging, so Clucky is in the house.
3: All right. I look forward to a 31 score.
2: Sean Comer is home, and he's ready to mingle here. He's back in the party. Uh, also mentioning another Clucky judge, Cecil Peoples, which I used to – early on in my UFC watching and I would see on Twitter – the UFC, the, uh, the Cecil Peoples action figure, which was blind with a cane and there was mice. <laughs> and we <laughs> <Yeah>. broke Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, can
3: we just talk about Masvidal's physique for a minute? I feel like he has looked way fitter in the past. I mean, don't get me wrong. He doesn't look anything like I do. And I look like... A cushion I'm gonna on the put. Sofa,
2: but... I'm gonna put this on the board because Pat in with I uh, with the uh, the hot um, <laughs> the news the tabloids. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah Pat yeah, in yeah. with the hot tabloid here. Jorge alleges Colby owes poker loan sharks in South Florida. kobe alleges that Jorge is an absentee absentee dad and leeches off of his ex wife. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. Okay. Got hot. We got hot over here. mm Hmm. Here we go. All right. The main event, UFC 272, Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal. We are ready to rumble. Okay. Go big or go home, Masvidal. Come on. Listen, people, I've got sexy text flying back and forth between my wife and other people. I got to get in on this action. Let's go. Come on. Put this to bed. End and in round. Yeah, look at that. Cole, <laughs> he remembers. He remembers Funky Ben Askren, or Hey Vidal does.
3: Junior Wahlberg coming in hot.
2: <laughs> All right, they've slowed the pace down a little bit. They're taking each other's measure. 30 seconds into the first round here. Uh, Colby Covington, just wading into the waters,
0: not hitting anything.
3: Yeah, tons of sparring. Coming in.
0: Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development.
5: Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers.
2: All right, a little faint there from Masvidal. Oh. Oh, so Jorge Masvidal is like, hey, I got poked in the eye. He's like, so like While he's fighting, he's like arguing with the ref. He's like, hey, 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 pay attention. Wake up. Come on, man. All right, Colby Covington trying to get that, just fight for that takedown. I'm a little surprised that Covington isn't owning the center of the ring as much as Masvidal right now. Right now, he has him just held up against the fence, and he is looking for a throw. Yep, down he goes. Down he goes again. Colby Covington. Boy, I'm sensing a pattern with this pay-per-view tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Colby Covington just going all Oz on Nori Masvidal's back. And once again. Arrr. All right. He's throwing some knees into his thigh. Masvidal doesn't quite seem to know what to do with him. Boom. Drags That's him down. Lost. Yeah.
3: Still trying to figure out
2: what going to like, still just trying to figure out what his strategy should be. Meanwhile, Covington's scoring and is winning the round. We're almost at the halfway mark here. Boom. Drags him down again. And now Covington's gonna put the work in, try to uh try to get hooks. Yeah. Maybe go for a rear naked choke. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, it's a yeah. good way to go. Look at him. I told you this was gonna happen. You did. I, The 90 seconds
3: lasted about 15 seconds. Mm -hmm.
2: Jay Royce wants to see a German suplex. Yeah, Colby, take him to Suplex City.
3: I'll take it. Three amigos for the win.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Colby Covington with this frog splash. (laughs) That's not legal.
3: Speaking of moves that Conor McGregor would definitely have tried.
2: <laughs> yep, yeah, Colby Covington still trying to work that rear naked choke. I'll tell you, Ma- doesn't look like what, what to do. He looks like he's sucking wind, is what it looks like. My God, Co- Covington's like a spider monkey in there, yep. just all over Jorge Masvidal.
3: If Masvidal doesn't get out of this shortly. He's going to run out of gas before he even gets to the second round. Like I know we were talking about how he just mugs him in these in these grapple situations mm-hmm. when they have sparred in the past, but like I'm I'm a little surprised that Masvidal doesn't have any sort of answer for this.
2: So Patrick Mullen with the point that it's not that Jorge Masvidal is taking a tremendous amount of damage, but he's A losing the round. He can't he can't reverse, he can't progress. Colby yeah. Covington is putting on pressure. Yeah. And while again, he's not at risk of necessarily being. Why well, he looks like he was punching him in the back of the head there, and, and like a Tarb Abrams is the referee, just kind of watching him do it. But anyway, um, yeah, Jorge Masvidal, while not necessarily in deep, deep trouble, is not able to. He's at, he's at Colby Covington's mercy. Yeah,
3: he's not. He's not doing anything that says okay. If I just got my knees under me, or if I could just twist another quarter, like Covington, like Colby has him locked down.
2: I think Masvidal
3: nowhere. He's going nowhere.
2: I think Masvidal now knows that, like he he needs to strike with Covington. He needs to go for a knockout. Oh, sorry, Pat. With the correction, I, I I should have said Herb Dean, not Herb Abrams. Two different guys. Yeah, One okay. loves the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we uh, lose the entire evening, I do want to remind people that uh, the old I used to love the old UFC theme. You know, Face the Pain. It's Robert yeah. Winfrey's favorite song. Actually, Robert Winfrey loves Face the Pain. You know, Good he choice. used to get used to get him hyped up for these UFC. He's going to hate me for saying that. Um, <laughs> he's, he used to just hype him up for these. I mean, Robert's a hard man to please and an even harder man to impress. But I'll tell you, you play Face the Pain and the pants would come off and fly across Utah. And do you know where you can hear Face the Pain, Daniel Lasby? Is it on Amazon Music Prime? It is on Amazon Music Unlimited. Yes, sir Bob. We are giving away a free 30-day trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited service. Uh, Just head on over to uh, (laughs) – I'll get to you in a minute, Jay. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Get AmazonMusic.com slash W2M Network for your free 30-day trial. Fill out the information. Agree to the 30 days. You can stream – all the bro music you want. You could hear Temper, Temper. You could hear, you know, Upon a Burning Body. You could hear Face the Pain. You could hear the new Volbeat, the new Allegiant. You could hear House of Pain and jump around your house. It'll be fine. Get AmazonMusic.com slash W2M Network. All right. We are back in the fight here. Now I have finally done both my plugs. <laughs> Welcome. You got him in. Yes, I got him in before he forgot. Hey, Jay, Jay just wants us to know that we don't know how Herb Dean feels about cocaine. This is true. It's well documented that yeah, we know how Herb Abram feels. He does a lot of it. Right. And cocaine's a hell of a drug. Anyway. Um... <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: Cocaine is a hell of a drug.
2: Yes, sir. All right. And we are about 30 seconds into round two. Colby coming Covington trying to, <laughs> taking an awful chance, trying to kick Jorge Masvidal in the face.
3: Yeah, that spill was less than uh, sensible, but that's okay.
2: Yeah, moswell has got a mean kick on him.
4: Yeah.
3: Take the trees, Eddie. All right. I mean, kudos to him. He's trying to maintain his his match, his fight.
2: I just want to say thank you to everybody watching on Twitch tonight. That seems to be where we got a lot, most of our audience from, and a handful on Facebook. Hey, we appreciate you. We hope you'll uh, continue to come back for our boxing, wrestling, and UFC coverage. And now back to the fight. Uh, Kobe Covington rushing in, and yeah, hey, speaking of elbows, Oop. Jorge Masvidal just lighting up the side of his head with elbows. Proper thing. Proper right.
3: thing
2: with the strikes. Keep the strikes up. Kobe Covington looking to uh, advance his position here, try to get enough leverage for a takedown against the fence. Comes up big with an elbow. A glancing elbow, it looked like.
3: Showing the stats maybe 30 seconds ago, when Covington's thrown through way more strikes, but part of that is from where he had him in that back oh. hold in the first round. It looks like we have a nut shot. <laughs> <laughs> Eye thumb, nut shot, punch to the back of the head. Such a clean match so far.
2: Yep, Pat mine just died, too. I haven't mm. I have to I had to go uh, out and back in again. Up, oh, we are having technical difficulties. Oh, boy. <laughs> so how about you? Is you're still up? I'm black. No, I okay, was good. Yeah. You were saying you were out and I was like, oh, I'm still OK, but no, I'm out. No, OK, yep. I got the uh, thank you for your patience. We'll get this fixed ASAP. All right. <laughs> maybe, maybe Masvidal's getting his balls checked. All the cameras. Oh, uh, let's see what's going on in my sexy chat. Everyone to sleep. I I a, a sexy time in the chat. How about that? I mean, sorry. <laughs> hey, you know what, Dan? For me to you, I would rather be here with you watching the UFC than uh, in, you know involved in sexy chat. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. If,
3: I mean, Pat's still single. I'm sure if you want him to talk dirty to you, he will definitely oblige. <laughs> I'll
2: I'll talk to him privately. That's not for, that's the, that's <laughs> not for public consumption. That's, that's me and Pat's on. Yes, sir. <laughs> Just make sure you
3: use Grammarly while you're doing it so that you get all the... the, the <laughs>
2: that... Put on some mood music with Amazon. No rambling loud. All right. So, yeah, we, uh, we missed a couple of minutes there. Pat's not happy. <laughs> Super and true. up down goes Coving. Let's get let, let's get back into the fight here with a minute oh, come 30 on. seconds to go. Uh down goes Covington, though he's taking advantage of his place on the mat, and he's looking for yeah, he's looking to advance his position. He takes the back of Jorge Masvidal. He's looking to get in that sink in that rear naked choke. We'll see what Jorge Masvidal does. Comer, uh Sean Comer says never sell sexy chat short. Hey, look, I'm just saying. If it's a binary choice between hanging out with my friends, <laughs> watching combat sports, the sexy chats can wait. I'm not saying they're bad. i am involved in many of them. I'm, I'm just not saying, saying never. I'm just there's saying a time and a place. Down. There's a time and a place that sexy chats can wait. They'll still listen. You can't. You can't just replicate the the, the the fun times we're having here. You know, the sexy chats can wait. That's that's yeah, that's, sure, that's, that's going to be on the next kind of a
3: good relationship that you can let the sexy chat wait. <laughs>
2: Sean says we should multitask Listen (laughs) You do you, boo I'm going to focus on Mr. Colby Covington here Trying to get a takedown On Jorge Masvidal against the fence And it's not going well Why should it go well Is what Captain America once said in a video game (laughs) That we did a commentary for Love that Yeah We used to do all kinds of fun things On the Rattle Broadcasting Network I mean, I think you still do a lot of fun things. We do, we just do different fun things. Oh, Colby Covington. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave this one on screen. I'm not reading it, but y'all have fun with it. Um, all right. So as I was being distracted, yeah. Uh, Colby, <laughs> Colby laid in a few. Or hey, Masvidal returned fire to end the round. It's a little hard to call that one because we missed a portion of the round there, but. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Dan, for what we saw? Uh, Patrick, uh, well, has- Masvidal had some good striking end of the gate, but then like it finished up pretty, pretty pro Covington. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and trust Pat because Pat saw Usyk coming when no one else did. Uh, and and uh, Nurmagomedov. I actually, now, now that he mentions it, I remember that
0: 401 Mania uh, ground and pound show.
2: where he talked about Nurmagomedov being on the come-up. So he's got a 2018. Pat says it's 2018, that I say it's 2018. Because who am I, I mean, to tell Pat Mullen he's wrong?
4: 2018 he
2: yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Jay had mentioned before that Maz Vidal was looking like he had a bit of a... I think it was either Jay or Pat mentioned that Maz looked like he had a bit of a belly going. And I was yeah. watching the replay there. And yeah, he had a little bit of jiggly jello. Especially like
3: like... He, he's been pretty trim before so i'm I'm a little Mm
2: -hmm. surprised yeah he's always in pretty good shape all right round three here we go masvidal with sidekick Covington goes up high pushes masvidal back towards the fence masvidal looks a circle away can't get away fast enough colby grabs a hold of him
3: this is not Masvidal's fight. He needs to he needs to be back on his
2: feet. He needs to be back he to is striking. Circling and retreating right now.
3: Yeah, this is This is not the fight he wants to be having right now.
2: So what you see Colby Covington doing is he's throwing light touch punches so that Masvidal will uh leave him open for the takedown, which is what he really wants. That's the bread and butter right there. That's the money yeah. shot.
3: And he's owned that space. Like Masvidal has had yeah. no answers to that.
2: Well, this is a lot like the Dos Anjos fight, where you might not progress far enough to where you can submit him, but you know if you spend most of the fight on top of the guy, you win the fight. You win, boom, Bob's yeah, by default. Yeah.
3: I mean, at this point, even if Masvidal loses, you know he's going to chirp about the the low blow and the and the eye poke. So
2: you know he can cry and whine all he wants. Him and Nick Diaz. Have a good old sissy slap fight, crying in each <laughs> other, crying in each other's soup, you know, and put it on YouTube, put it on TikTok, just Jorge Masvidal and Nick Diaz crying for three minutes. I'm sure it'll do fine.
3: Like I'm a little surprised, Masvidal when they when they first went down, he had the opportunity to put the guillotine on him or, or whatever that is in the UFC, but he 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 released and then Covington just went right at him.
2: All right, so see, we talked about elbows before. Colby Covington just slashing elbows. Yeah. Yeah, they might. You know, we talked about this with the Dos Anos fight. They should have stopped that one earlier than uh, than not. And you know, with Colby Covington sort of slashing at Jorge Masvidal with those elbows. I mean, he could he could entice a stoppage.
3: Masvidal not protecting himself is the same way that Moicano did. I feel like. Covington controlling this extensively and really dropping those elbows.
2: <laughs> Jay, Jay Royce with the hot fire. I've seen Kendra Lust put up a better fight off her back than Masvidal.
3: Codex <laughs> definitely supporting that lack of multitasking.
2: Hey, the chat room in my live streams are always the best and the funniest and the most uh, the most swift. I appreciate all of you. There you go. <laughs> All righty. Colby Covington, just as, as it's been said in the chat here, just breaking guys down, yep. wearing the resistance out of them, pushing the pace. just not giving you a moment to breathe or figure out what you want to do next. And at and this so you, point, you're just surviving.
3: At this point, even if Masvidal got back to his feet or starts the next round, he's got no gas left. You can't throw a haymaker if you've got nothing to put behind it.
2: All right, so Covington's going to go for the back again. Yeah, easily takes it. He's got to get the hooks in. Ah. I think if he I, – I, and he's starting to do it. But I think if Colby Covington really wants to make some hay out of a submission, he's got to get both of those hooks in. He yeah. has to absolutely render – Jorge Masvidal immobile. You know, he I just mean, gave he's... a thumbs up to the ref that he was okay, and it's true. He's got you know, the, Colby Covington's arm is over his mouth. Um, it wasn't really underneath you know, underneath his chin where it should be, but he is, he doesn't have the best positioning either. He's got to get that other hook in. Got to get around. I mean, he's owning you know, Masvidal he right now, but he needs to finish it up. He is. He was uh, just tw- cranking his neck there. <sighs> Colby making good use of the crossface, as Pat indicates in the chat. I agree. Again, a lot of guys get very much caught off in trying to get a knockout because it's flashy and it's stylish and it makes you extra money. But there is some technique in wrestling that if you are able to employ it, you will wear a guy out and win the fight.
3: I mean, I'm a little surprised with some of the releases that to get a better grip that Covington's done when he's Mm had a wrench.
2: All right, so Covington just lets Jorge Masvidal finally get back to his feet, but Jorge Masvidal looks a little worse for wear. He's breathing a bit heavy. We'll see how the rest of uh, this round goes. It doesn't go much. <laughs> it was right at the end of the round. So as I was doing all that, we were down to like 10 seconds.
3: Well, and you had called it earlier in the day, the the, the mm-hmm. wrestling prowess of Covington versus Masvidal, and that was really evident in the back two minutes of that round.
2: All right. So, barring any unforeseen calamity, Colby Covington has won this fight. He has won three rounds to none. Um, We'll have to see what happens with the next two rounds.
3: And and again, like, some good strikes at some points by Masvidal, some opportunities to lay in some good shots, but not enough to win the round on points Mm -hmm. and not enough to put Covington away. And I would argue he's not going to get enough gas back in the tank.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: At this point, based on the amount of time he spent just defending on the ground.
2: Patrick Mullen saying if he wants to regain his uh, an advantage here in the championship rounds of this fight, he has to B E aggressive. Be yep. aggressive. You he come to in hot. Run- yeah, he ha- absolutely has to come in hot. Which he didn't do. He did not. No. All right, they're exchanging strikes in the center of the cage. I think Jorge, I think this is a mistake for Masvidal. I no, think he's mis- he, no, this is bad. I think he's giving Colby Covington every opportunity to find a way in and shoot his shot yeah, and take Jorge Masvidal back down again.
3: Too much space, and he's not doing anything on the ground. Like he can't let Covington get in there. This is not coming in hot, man. And it doesn't seem like even even the ones that he has thrown this round, he doesn't seem to have the same mustard on him.
2: All right. Colby Covington has Jorge Masvidal against the fence. We'll see what he does with it.
3: Doesn't feel good. Feels like a matter of time. Get back up.
2: Ah. You'll notice Colby Covington doesn't put a tremendous amount of mustard on his punches. No. So they're, they're, they're there as a distraction. They're there to get the fighter. Make you flinch, grab a leg, yeah, get a takedown. Right. He's looking for him to bite on something so that he has an e- an easy shot in for a takedown.
3: We can see that oh, Covington
2: does Covington just nailed him a couple of times, though, despite all that. Yeah. He
3: does definitely have that wrestling prowess like man he's mm. the spider monkey that you would call out earlier was a great call
0: out
2: we'll see what he does here with the the leg trap the way that he has he'll go get that high crotch uh high crotch takedown he actually tried for a single leg there but jorge will hop to the other side of the fence smart
3: Mosvedel can't afford to go down another time, let alone two more times. Yeah. I mean Mosvedel does seem to have still some some wherewithal. Yep.
2: Oh, big no. take there from Colby Covington. But, you know, to ah. Masvidal's credit, the guy's built like shoe leather. Yeah. Uh-oh. Colby Covington laying in punches. No. That's mm. good.
3: Masvidal, come on, man. You
2: gotta get out of that. 86 of 155. 55% for Covington. 55 of 110, 50% for Masvidal.
3: Not terrible, but Masvidal gotta get that striking. He's gotta be leading on the streaking. That's what he's had.
2: Oh! Oh! oh. Jorge Masvidal lands a uh, lands a right hook. Get in it! And get put made Colby Culvington go weak in the knees momentarily. Oh. And now Masvidal's on the attack, but Masvidal's not moving with enough energy not dynamic at all no he he if he had pressed colby covington we might have seen the end of this and he just let him walk through it that was your that was your shot man yeah he might have let that one get away from him Yeah, pat says no urgency no shit which is crazy that was your chance to totally turn this around it really was Like did you see that? Like he he went like cartoon weak in the knees. He got all he took a knee and he he got back up, but like he was wide open. But he got back up because Jorge Masvidal let him. Yeah. He just watched him do it. He was was wide open.
3: He walked into that, it was over. I I'm shocked by that. I mean, I, mean I, I think that Covington looks a little shaky coming to the end of that round, but I cannot believe Masvidal didn't finish him off there.
2: So I'm going to throw this on the board here. Pat saying, I, I do think he's discouraged from how much he's been hit, but again, he's been throwing one shot at a time all fight. Yeah, this is not the Jorge Masvidal that was really motivated to knock the crap out of Ben Askren.
3: Sure, like that. That was wide open. Put it away. And when you, when he loses this next round, unless he comes out again like he's on fire, that was that was where you let it get away.
2: Yeah, look at the replay there. Like he hit him on a separation, and it was almost like he didn't know that how hard he had hit him at the time, and then he didn't react quick enough after the fact. Yeah, because if had had he he was turned when. Colby went down in his defense. Looking at it a second time, but yeah. had he figured out quicker than he did that Colby was not altogether with it, we might have seen the end of that fight. Well, and and I Kobe's truly believe down. he was wide open. I truly believe that if you leave, you know, things being equal to Jorge Masvidal, you know, he will beat you.
3: I mean, it was a great shot.
2: All right, here we go.
3: I mean, you got to follow up on that. That's it. That's what you yep. got.
2: Round five here. We need a finish, or Jorge, we, we need Jorge Monsonado to finish, or Colby uh, Covington can just ride this. Uh, yeah. Right. Get yeah, coast to victory. All right. He gets a single. Boom. Down they both go. Colby Covington on top. <laughs> Frustrating, bro.
3: I mean, Covington has earned the victory here, but Mazda, come on then.
2: All right, Colby Covington gets the back again. Oh, gosh, he keeps going for this.
3: He's, he's really, really concentrating to making it happen.
2: Yeah, he has been relentless trying to get that rear naked choke. I think, you know, he figures, hey, there's always a chance the referees are going to screw me. I mean, yeah. look what happened to Josh Taylor a couple of weeks ago. Sure, they, you know, I listened to some podcasts after that, and people were pissed, and they were like, "This, this is a a black mark on boxing," you know, and the UFC can't af- can't afford to have too many of those either.
3: I mean, you just start. You, you it's hard to shake that name that you the fixes in.
2: Yeah, sure.
3: I mean, I think. If I'm Covington, I know he really wants a submission, but like he's had way more success with those strikes, with the elbow strikes.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And if and if I'm Os- Masvidal, I'm looking to weather the storm, get out, and then do the same thing I did last round. So big shots, mid to late round, knock them out.
2: All right, Colby Covington just riding on top of right Jorge Masvidal.
4: Hanging
3: around.
2: <laughs> He's been hanging around. <laughs> I don't even like counting crows, but yeah, I couldn't resist that one. I mean, it's fair. I don't get off on that white boy shit, Daniel. I don't, okay, I, don't, I don't
3: they're like Pepsi. Eat. They're the voice of a generation.
2: No no spin doctors, no no uh counting crows, none of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the betrayal. <laughs> Moving on. Um, oof, what do you say? We're at two and a half minutes here left in this entire fight.
3: Mosvidal let it slip away.
2: And Covington you know, is it, just
3: sticking to his game.
2: Is this not classic Jorge <sighs> where, like, We were talking like Edson Barboza where he's just so darn inconsistent. Come on, man.
3: Useless as a boiled boot.
2: <laughs> what your fancy Canadian sayings?
3: Yep. Listen, man, you don't look like that. It's it's that in the face on him like a bulldog eating mayonnaise. Can't like it. Terrific.
2: Uh, yeah, Colby Covington just not willing to let him go. They, they, uh, Which I mean, proper thing. That's it. no. Look at that. Vidal tried to spin out too and Colby Covington was just, just there ahead of him every step yeah. of the way.
3: It's almost like he's not looking for the submission. He's just holding on to him now.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: He's like, I know I can ride this out for a couple of minutes. I'll throw a few more shots in get a few more extra points.
2: Pat wants us to pay close attention to the high-level wrestling happening here with Covington. And look, no one's taking that wrestling. away from him. Yeah, no, no one's taking that away from him.
3: I think it was back round three. He did a couple of quick spins around and behind, trying to make sure that he got the right position that he wanted, and it was very smooth. It was good but wrestling.
2: To be clear, I, it's not that I I mentioned before that that Jorge Masvidal tends to be a little inconsistent, and you know, and I don't want it to come across like I'm saying like, oh, well, Co-, he could have had Colby Covington here, but he just somehow brain farted. No, Colby Covington is giving him all he can handle. I yeah. I get that, but and it has for I, multiple rounds, yeah. right? But there were, but look. Not so much that Jorge Mazadal had no chance in this fight. He gave up opportunities. Agreed. They slipped right past him. And he's gonna crank that neck again. Not I mean like I mean it looks like Jorge Mazadal's f- fading. Okay. He almost had the full mount on him. He needs to make a decision. Yeah, full mount. It's mm, I mean it was over thirty seconds ago, but still. Yeah, man, you're gonna need to. You you may need to uh, invite me over to Easter or something here because I think we're done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, they is it over? Or do they stop it? No. Okay, they stop. It's uh, it's ran out of time. Ran out of time. All right. And of course, see that's punk bullshit right there. You lost fair and square.
3: Yeah, you did not win, and you gave up
2: your shot to win. Right. You know, and then they try to go after him after the bell, like it was all you know. The man, the man fought better than you on this night. I'm and telling you, man, I'm
3: calling it now. He's going to call the low blow and he's going to call the eye gouge and say it wasn't a fair shot, and I want a rematch.
2: Well, yeah, again, him and his, him and his girlfriend Nick Diaz can go cry about it, <laughs> or it could be a man admit you lost and do better next time. I'm just saying, Ooh. you you know, life's full of choices. Make one. <laughs> You know good like do the bad ones. Like Ozzy Davis said, always do the right thing. Right, Daniel Lasby. That's correct. Thank yes, you, Ozzy Davis. Yes, sir. Uh I'm tired. <laughs> Look at that elbow. Boom. Right across the ear and the jaw. No good.
3: I mean, very good, but no good.
2: Boom. Big kick to the leg. You know, all the credit in the world to Kobe Covington. He got nailed pretty hard in the leg there, and he kept his composure. He took a couple of good shots. Mm. Like, again, that's that's
3: almost what's the disappointing part about Masvidal. Covington took some big-time shots, and, yeah, he bounced back out of them, and, and that's where he deserves a win. But, like, Masvidal didn't follow up on them either.
2: Yeah. And we're showing some more of the replay here in round three where he was pounded on him with elbows. All right, just one more time, because as soon as they announce a score, we're probably going to get out of here. It's, it's getting late. Um, but I thank you. It's been a little over three hours, and most of you have hung out with us across Facebook and uh, Twitch and for a brief moment in time, uh, YouTube. So we, we certainly appreciate you we will be back um, doing some boxing on the 19th for ESPN and then again on ESPN on the 26th and then two weeks after that we will be doing um, another UFC pay-per-view all right let's get the final word here from officer Bird
0: after five whoop, whoop. Hours, we go to the judges for, for decision the for the contest 50, 44,
2: and
4: 50, 45. For the
2: yeah. Yeah. Colby. Colby. All right. The new ba- the new BMF. Colby Covington. Well, Daniel Asby, that's it. Unanimous decision. Colby Covington wins. Uh, yeah, one of them was 49-46, bizarrely. 49-46. Um, How do you score that? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, that that should have been fifties across the board for, for show. Um so wanna, yep, okay. 49, 46, 50, 44, and 50, 45. Well, two of those seem to be right. And one of those <laughs> well, one of those was clearly horny mouth of adults on.
0: Clucky,
2: you bastard. I won't make chicken out of you yet. Kentucky fried. All right. Um, folks you have fun this is two days man two days of my nonsense there you go times are being had all around yes sir all right i've read off the calendar dan real quick tell them where you at b
3: as i said yesterday getting close about a month away from a couple of of, uh podcast radio dramas we're putting out one called the all-night laundromat one called the detective trench files We'll see where that goes and whether or not it gets me divorced. Other than that, I'm hanging out with Mark Radulich each and every day from now until the end of time, except for that one week where I got free time with my wife due to do a backdoor decision by the Rad.
2: Well, what you and your wife do when you're backdoor is your own business, sir. This is a family show. Listen, um... I'm trying to take <laughs> pointers from Pat. <laughs> oh, we got some more comments here before we go. Before I, uh... <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, cool. Call call out to the swamp rat Dustin Poirier. Colby called Dustin Poirier at Cuck. Oh my. Speaking of the back door. And let's hear Jorge's excuses. Let's not and say we did. Hey, <laughs> uh, Pat Mullen, love you, buddy. Robert Winfrey, love you, buddy. J-Rock, thank you for coming on here. Sean Comer, I will talk to you Monday night and we will talk about chainsaws and chainsaws and pretty gals and how they go together like peanut butter and arsenic. So until then, I'm Mark Rattlages of the Rattlages Broadcasting Network for Dan Lasby. Be well, be safe, and behave.